gentlemen, it's that time again! Episode 17 of the Snobcast we bring to you live. Once again, I am joined by my lovely and more talented co-host, Shay Simone. Say what's up? What's up, everybody? How's everyone doing? Happy Halloween! Halloween season is here! I'm it so is, excited. in I'm fact, alive. spoopy season. Spoopy spoops. Uh, once again, we're joined by Dr. Gina Delgado. Hey, Dr. Dr. G in the house! Yo, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to have this Halloween-themed podcast That's right. right now. That's right, and she's candle. a doctor, so check your prostate. <laughs> <laughs> and for once, in a goddamn long-ass moon, we finally have with us today Shay's better half, yeah, yeah. Landon, baby boy. Landon, say what is up, buddy. What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> really nice being the podcast. Aww. Yes. <laughs> Always playing World of Warcraft yes. in the background. And yeah. this month, we are doing low-budget horror because it is Halloween season. And let's let with the, the parameters are basically under $5 million for modern films, under $1 million for, for, you know, older films. One of us broke that rule. Sorry. And that's okay. They offset it, and I'll explain to you later <laughs> what I mean by that. Uh, but... Without further ado, let's get to some picks, and because of the way that we do this, Gina, you get to go right. first. All right. Ladies first, then Landon, you're going to go right. second. All right. So, uh, my first one is Attack of the Killer Clowns from Space. I hate yes. this movie. <laughs> I love this movie so much. Oh, okay. Thank different you. opinions. Uh, okay. We all have different opinions. There's a reason I don't like this uh, movie. Uh, I, first of all, I do not understand why people find clowns scary. Um, I'm about to get into that because <laughs> okay. the reason that I don't like this movie <laughs> yes. is that I have chorophobia, which oh, is the fear of clowns. The fear of clowns. Right? I hate clowns. Uh, I don't see. That's the thing. Is, to me, they've always been just clowns. I hate that movie. So, watching this movie wasn't hard. I just thought it was hilarious. If, yeah. if a clown rolls up on me, if Ronald McDonald rolls up on me, he getting rolled. Oh, he getting rolled. He getting rolled. <laughs> He's getting He's getting rolled, bro. Excuse me, bitch. He's getting done in. What he's gonna... <laughs> His nose gonna go from red to black and blue. Right. I'm gonna bop him in it. I hate clowns. Yeah, I, I be... hate them. And this was a movie where you do not watch if you hate clowns. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Spirit Halloween has a ton of Attack of the Killer Clown stuff. Really? In their store this season. Oh. So I was walking to the store, I'm like, no. Fuck that. No. <laughs> fuck that aisle. Fuck that aisle. Yeah. Fuck that aisle. But I did buy a really cool Beetlejuice notebook that lights up. It's the sign from the strip club. Beetlejuice doesn't scare you? Oh my god. Beetlejuice face paint on. But he's not a clown. No, he's not a clown. Yeah. So basically, watching the whole movie, it was such a joy because it was just so corny. Just I don't I'm trying to imagine myself back at that time when it came out. Would it be corny then as well nope. with the technology that they had? Was that actually horror hmm. or was it funny back then? No, the, the funny thing it, yeah. it's very slapstick. The, the funny thing is that's the perfect the candy. That's right. the perfect kind of movie that they would awesome. play at Fantastic Fest is that yeah. movie. It's yeah. got the, the kitsch. Mm. It's got comedy. It's stupid. Yeah. And I hate it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you hate Which it. is a lot of the films <laughs> they play at Fantastic Fest. Yeah. Stupid and I hate it. Oh, it sounds it. like I'd love this movie. I still it's, haven't seen it. It's got like these monsters. So the, the clowns land in this forest and people are like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> and and they, they have popcorn that they carry around with them. And this popcorn gets stuck in your hair and that kind of stuff. And okay. they threw it on the main characters. Main characters go back home and this popcorn moves and it spawns into these like little like like clown head 
things. It has long necks. Oh my god! And like so, when she opens the the her little laundry basket, they all pop out, and they're just like <laughs> just kind of trying to eat her. Oh my um, god! And I found it. I found it to be the funniest. Like it, honestly, it was slightly charming. Um, but, yeah. But um, the sad thing is, I the, the gore was minimal. Uh-huh. The gore was minimal. I mean, uh-huh. it was it was kind of disturbing. Cause they couldn't afford it. Yeah, they couldn't afford it. So like <laughs> these monsters put them in like this bulbous cotton candy tomb. Like they they will kidnap you, oh my and God. then they they liquefy you in these like yeah. like bulb shaped <laughs> cotton candy. And like the the clown will stick a straw in it and just suck out Spork the blood. It was it was kind of gross, but <laughs> but uh, the gore was minimal, which actually I appreciate because gore and me don't get along that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the acting was definitely there. Oh my god! There was a cop. One of the the cop that is like this older man. He was like, oh, I forget what his name is. Um, shucks, he was the cop, but I'm talking about his boss. Oh. The boss in the in the film. Is like this, like really insecure, egotistical guy who's like, "You nothing good for nothing, so he's a cop. kids." He's blah, a cop. Blah, blah, blah. Like he overacts <laughs> like crazy, um, and and just the way that they interact with each other, it's like they were all waiting for each other's lines. Mm-hmm. Like you would say a line, mm-hmm. and then there's like a hot. Oh, I'm gonna say it now. Like oh they, they, it was. Ooh, what it sounds to me like is like one thing after another. It sounds to me like an evolved Goosebumps episode. Yep. That's it, about it right. And I'm so down for that. Oh my god, it's literally a higher tier Goosebumps <laughs> so, episode. So, yeah. so, With like Beetlejuice like level yeah, practical. Yes. You know, so for all of you yeah. listening on the podcast, you can't see my shirt. I'm wearing a Chiodos shirt, which is a dual thing because they're a great band that I used to like when I was younger and when we were young is at the end of the month and we're going. Yeah. But it's also the last name of the director of this film, Chodo. Oh, really? His name is Stephen Chodo. Interesting. And that's why I wore the shirt. I <laughs> oh, my God. That movie. Oh, okay. That's so <laughs> random. That's very, like, I don't know, meant to be, kind of. I, uh, no, I did that on purpose. Oh, you Purposely did that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a, I really enjoyed it just because of its humor, but I still can't, be, I, in my head, I can't believe that if we were back in the 80s, that I would interpret it as... A comedy or a horror? That's the part. Probably that, a horror. Probably a horror. Probably a horror. Yeah. Like especially if you saw it like when you were a younger. Yeah. I'd probably be like. Well, I feel like Gremlins yeah, is similar. Gremlins is similar because Gremlins is horror, horror comedy, and if you were a kid in the eighties, you were probably scared to death of Spike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, when I was a kid, I was scared of small soldiers. Yeah. Particularly like like in Sackniac, dude. In Sackniac, the big purple guy. This dude was crazy looking. He had like the Eddie Gordo hair. Uh, it's crazy. Gregory Smith in it too. He's I remember looking, Small dude. Soldiers. Oh, oh my god. Alright. <laughs> well, anyways, that is that is my review. The budget was two million. Um, and uh, it was released. What it didn't look like it cost that much. That, that film looks like it cost a dollar and a half um, and damn. a stick of bubble gum. Yeah, it was oh, no. released in nineteen eighty eight. A lot of props though. And the box yeah, the office look solid. So it was $2 million budget, but the box office made them $43 million. Nice. Okay. They did something right. That is, Good job, yeah. That is 20 times your budget. I mean, yeah. you call your movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Sold. Yeah. This movie also came out before the whole Killer Clown, like, 
thing that came out what like five years. Okay, so that's where like, I'm at with like, clowns. Terrified of clowns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So to make that a thing. That like, happened. That whole thing happened when I was a teenager, and I had nothing against clowns other than like some clowns just looked creepy. Yeah. They looked like you know John Wayne Gacy types. Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. even know who John. You know, yeah. you get the it feeling as you're as a kid know, that something is so yeah. like. Someone or like an older person is trying to be so stacker in, but also is all painted to where it's just creepy. Why do you think I don't like clowns? That's another one. That started happening when it started crossing over into real life, and there was a possible, you know, there was a real kind of application. There was a real possibility of some person in my head. You know, I know it's a person, but some person dressing up in a clown costume, running around with machetes and who knows what. You know, I'm like, ah, it became real. It became real. Exactly, and that's when I was starting to be like, okay. That much, and then it came out. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, I think that was like the preface to it. And then they were like, We're gonna put out it, it was was perfect, it was because the it miniseries is like 91, and this was 88, so yeah, which that's Um, this was the first day of production for this film was actually Halloween 87. Really, yeah, so they started on a Halloween, very nice, they started on Halloween, um. Which I think is really, really Dude. quite interesting. It's like, oh, you made a horror movie and you started shooting it in Thanksgiving. Whoop de doo. Wow, look at that, guys. No, I, We're I, I don't like this movie. It reminds me of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Which has George Clooney in it, and I don't like that movie. Either. What? You didn't know that? George Clooney is in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I bring you know I bring the facts, bro. <laughs> My mind is blown Salt every time. <laughs> He's pre-salt and pepper. Pre. He was young. He was this is like really dark brown, dark black hairs, really? long black. Yeah, blackish brown. Yeah. Long hair. Oh my gosh! I looked up a picture Holy of him. Fuck. He has that big '90s <gasps> hair. That the late like, '80s. Hair you guys don't watch the Facts of Life? He was on like the last three seasons of that show. Oh my god. Yeah. He's got wow. that hair that like piles up behind ah! his ears. You know what I mean? <laughs> that doesn't even look like him. It's like a oh classic bullet. It's yes. him. He's got yes. like the Jerry Seinfeld going on. He yeah. kind of looks like Jerry Seinfeld, but Antonio Banderas. It's like this. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are these tomatoes doing here? Why are these tomatoes attacking? Why are these tomatoes killing everybody? Why are they killing tomatoes? They don't look oh like they're God. killing me. Hey. These killer tomatoes. Oh, are you guys are blowing this way out of proportion. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the killer tomatoes are kind of cute, though. So. They actually they made like a cartoon out of them in the '90s too. They did. Yeah. did they make those little sounds though? It was like, <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. Everything in the in the '80s made that sound. Critter. Oh. People just thought that was scary. The funny thing is, the funny thing is, the director Peter uh, Chodo. He actually worked on Critter as well. Really? Yeah. That was the other one I was going to watch. It was yeah. Critters. He, he worked on Critters as well, so that's what's really funny. No, uh, so uh, Killer Clowns, I, I, don't, I don't like Killer Yeah, clowns. it happened. It reminds me of like a worse version of Earth Girls Are Easy, and that's a bad movie. Worse? Worse? That, it can't be worse than Earth Girls Are Easy. It's not as bad, but it's cheesier. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you and take, you take Jeff Golden from Earth Girls Are Easy, move him into Killer Clowns, Greatest mm-hmm. movie ever made. the deal. Sweeten the deal, yeah. Will. Mm-hmm. That's all they're missing is Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Honestly. That's yeah. why every movie yeah. is missing out on. It's true. Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Yes. yes. We need, we need uh, more Goldblum, guys. We need more Goldblum. 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 <laughs> you got to do it in, with the accent or else you... It's not Jewish enough. It's not Jewish enough. You gotta That's put, what I always say. You got to put more gefilte in it. <laughs> <laughs> gefilte fish. Is it Goldboig? No, it's not Goldboig. It's Goldblum. 
Oh, Bloom. Bloom. Like so, Bloomhouse. That is a, exactly. Oh, Bloom. Jason Bloom, Bloom yeah. Bloom. It's a great first pick, Gina, <laughs> even though I hate that movie. Uh, strong. I know. Strong, <laughs> strong first decision. Yes. Um, man, what you got for us, bud? Nightmare on Elm Street. OG. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Low budget. Yeah. What was it, like $45,000? Yeah, it's nothing, man. Way off. Half a million. Half, half a million. You're about right, yeah. yeah. Was yeah. it really half a million? Yeah, it's about right. No, it's about right. Yeah. Also, I'm way, like, over the budget. Yeah, you're completely correct. No, you're you're totally right. On that. <laughs> yeah, but um, you're totally yeah, I mean, right. The practicals in that movie. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, dude, well, actually, like the budget just... on that was one point eight, uh, okay. which is still qualifies. Mm-hmm. It's one point eight. Yeah. When I tell you the gross, you're gonna shit your pants. I was like, oh yeah, it's, I know it's, it's big. Twenty five million dollars. That's on it. One point eight million dollar budget. <laughs> That's a good return on investment. But Killer Clowns, like, was that forty million? But this goes to something. That goes to something I'm going to speak on in, on one of my picks. Uh-huh. Is a lot of its revenue was from home video. Okay, but not Nightmare. No, because a lot of people went to go see the movie. They don't actually include box when it, when you look at box office numbers. Uh-huh. It doesn't include home video numbers. Okay. Total gross. Oh, does. Oh, gotcha. Okay. There okay. it is. Gotcha. Right. So the total gross for that movie, so if you look at the international numbers, it's, it's over $60 million. Okay, there we go. There, there we go. go. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So, <laughs> so a lot, a lot of, a lot of the, the movies we're going to talk about do have some sort of cult status. Killer mm-hmm. Clowns is one of them. One of my picks is also one of them. I will not tell you which one it is. Mm-hmm. Once yeah. I mention it, you probably will know. Um, great pick. Give us, give us the skinny on the film. Everybody knows what the film is. We've all seen it. Everybody's yeah. seen yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. a fucking classic. Johnny Depp gets turned into pasta, mm. pasta sauce. Yeah, it explodes yeah. for the first time. Yeah, and it's like yes. you know, a group of kids they start having the similar nightmares that all reflects back to their childhood past. Parents are trying to hide it, all mm-hmm. kind of shit. It's always and, the uh, damn parents, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. It's but, so good. But I like the first... I mean, I do love the remake a lot. I'm not going to get too much into the remake just because... I, I mean, The what? reason the remake I really like because they actually show what Freddy actually did. We're not actually sure if he's a pedophile, if he's Oh, no, a, we like assumed a he's a pedophile. Killer. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, honestly, yeah. I don't think it's you even assumed. a... It's like, it's literally really like Rudy Mara yeah. gets the yeah. pictures and gets the actual evidence straight from... His I get that, yeah. and I and I I do like that they showed how he became what he looks like, like yeah. the, more of the origin. But you overall, get like a little, like more tidbits. Overall, that that film suffers from the exposition just being way too overwrought. There's way too much exposition outside of the necessary exposition. In that though, it's also a t- your typical like 2000s esque yeah yeah or yeah. For me, though, it's like a adaptation. fan of the series. I mean, not so much of like the you know halfway through. I think it's like the first three were like actually good. Yes, for the nightmare series. Yes, because the third one's the best one in my opinion. Started, yeah, the dream um, dream warriors. Yes. Yeah, so freaking good. Um, but then it just got slapstick. He turned into like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, pretty oh, much. He shows up. What's up, Doc? He was. Yeah. What's up, Doc? He was the nightmare of my childhood. Mm. Like clowns are yours. Freddy was mine. Yeah. One, I two. Freddy's coming for you. Like, I would go to like low budget haunted houses, you know, growing yeah. up as a kid, and yeah. I'd see like the Freddy thing, you know, like just people dress up as them and scare the shit out yeah. of me. Yeah. That striped sweater just yeah. has an effect on people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. Just it getting does. killed with like just knives and fingers, you know. And you don't even have a prayer because you're asleep. Yeah. yeah. That whole concept, you yeah. know, you know There's how you came... like running down the hallway, and it's like everyone's had that dream where you're running the slow you're motion. Running, yeah. and she runs into the goop. You're running in slow motion. Yep. Your eyes like can't oh, stay like, open. Kind you of you thing. heard the story of where Russ Craven came up with the concept, right? 
Mm-hmm. He heard about uh, a Japanese woman who died in her sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh. Was murdered. Basically, she died in her sleep, mm-hmm. and she basically fought, killed herself. Whoa. And he was like, "This is such an interesting story. Whoa. I'm gonna try." And he Whoa. basically, Wait, ooh, how did he? How does he? How did she kill herself? Yeah, in her sleep? Like, I don't know the story. Oh, I didn't look so into maybe it. Maybe it was a was type of like sleepwalking, like sleep paralysis. She could have had. She could have had some sort of sleep paralysis, and maybe yeah. had a heart attack or stroke or something. I didn't look into the details of it. Yeah. I just know that a woman died in her sleep. And there was mysterious circumstances, and mm-hmm. Wes Craven based the film on that. Wow. Quick thing to add on top of that, if anyone is interested in Junji Ito, there's a short story by Junji Ito about that kind of thing called The Long Dream. The Long Dream. And the, yeah. It's, Junji Ito is a twisted motherfucker. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, are we, are we ready for the Uzumaki animated series, though? Because I am. No. I'm so excited. But yeah, just to throw that in there to... Uh, Affiliated with that kind of subject matter, the Long Dream, one of my favorite Junji Ito short stories Ooh. of all time. Um, but yeah, no, like a, the best time to wear a striped sweater yeah. is all the time. So I, here, the, do it. You have one on right now, and it's so, oh, Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah, and it's a red striped sweater. And so I the, have knife earrings. Yes, yes you do. so the funny thing is, it, this film was released by New, New Line Cinema, mm-hmm. who, Ooh. if not for this film, would have gone bankrupt. Wow. So for a very long time, they called New Line Cinema the house that Freddy Didn't built. Didn't New Line Cinema also wow. do Elf? They did. <laughs> and that was another <laughs> situation. <laughs> yeah. Without without Nightmare on Elm Street, we wouldn't have Elf. There is nobody the Elf. Yeah. yeah. Even though that, I think that's an overrated Christmas film. Thank that's you, it. Freddy. That's for a different month. Thank yeah. you, Freddy. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank, thank you, Freddy. Thank you, um, But yeah, that, it's really interesting because New Line Cinema was one of those. They were very much a struggling studio. Uh, Orion was the same way. Uh, and then Orion mm-hmm. put out fucking Robocop, and Robocop saved their bacon. Mm-hmm. All it takes is that one film. Because it's Robocop, yeah. and it's one of the best films ever made, period. Mm-hmm. Also, a tidbit uh, Phil Tibbet, who worked on uh, and directed Mad God, also worked on Robocop. He did. He did all the um, the stop motion for mm-hmm. the. Uh, for the Special effects. The Ed 209. Yeah. yeah. He did all the 209 scenes. And he actually did all the blood well, effects, too. He did all the blood effects, too, for the guy who gets murdered by the Ed 209. Nice. Wow. Uh, Phil Tibbet is a crazy person. He's a, he's a crazy old man artist, and I love you. Uh, here we go. I actually found the story. Wes Craven came up with a basic idea for the movie from a series of articles in the Los Angeles Times over a three-year period about a group of Southeast Asian, ra- Southeast Asian refugees from the Hmong tribe, several of whom died from horrific nightmares. The group had come to the U.S. to escape mur- the murderous reign of Pole. That's a uh, Dead Kennedys reference there. And and within a year of arriving, three men had died of similar situations. The young, otherwise healthy men would have nightmares and refuse to sleep as long as they could. When they fell ill and went to sleep from exhaustion, he awoke screaming and then died. Mm -hmm. Autopsies revealed that they did not die from heart failure, they just simply died. It was this inability to find a cause of death that intrigued Craven so much, medical authorities have since called the phenomenon Asian Death Syndrome oh. a variant of Southern Sudden Unexpected Death Syndrome or Brugada Syndrome. Okay, researchers. Asian huh? Death Syndrome? We what kind of syndrome is that? A little oh, bit no. more culturally competent scientists. You can be a little bit more specific. Yeah, exactly. well, it, well, Asian I, people die too, okay? It only affected Asian people, so that's all they have to go on. Oh, I yeah, guess They've right. never had any non-Asian cases. Oh, wow. It could have been It could have been some sort of like spiritual no. thing. It could have been like a, a depression. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's so... But like... But they were we all, all scared know, Asian. Sleep. Yeah. So they're, they're saying like... 
I can't sleep. I don't want to have these nightmares. If I sleep, then I'm going to die tonight. Exactly. Right. And, and the, dude, like, that's freaking huge. And this is why you need to read The Long Dream by Junji Ito. Because that's only going to heighten that fear for you. Man, that that fear, reminds me. It he, does, like, instill a fear, though. Like, mm-hmm. even after watching the movie, you know, Nightmare. And it, by the way, you know why Johnny Depp is in the movie, right? Because hmm. Wes Craven's daughter thought he was hot. <laughs> have you ever seen 80s Johnny Depp? She ain't right. Oh, I, I, I mean, have I? Hubba. Crop top. He got abs. No, I'm not allowed to crush on Johnny Depp because that was my mom's crush, and that's just weird. <laughs> she, she even, oh my god, she even has drawings of him that she did when she was in her 20s. Listen, if you've heard the stories of the Viper Room, then yeah. May or may not have done that with my favorite boy band when I was 13. But the Backstreet Boys? Yeah. I knew you were a Backstreet Boys girl. All of them. All of them. I don't, I don't discriminate. Called that. Great so, pick, Landon. I just really quickly, we were talking about those those, uh, those people who died from their nightmare. There's actually mm-hmm. something called psychogenic death where you can literally give up on life. Well, you got a band name now. <laughs> yeah! Psychogenic death. <laughs> done. That's hard. It's, we are psychogenic death. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We I start to see the show, you're yep. not going to um, sleep. How many babies does it take to paint a wall? Depends how hard, hard you throw. <laughs> 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 so I get 10% from the band, okay? Because <laughs> of the name. There you go, yeah. No, great, great first pick, Landon. You're starting us off with an absolute banger, an absolute classic. Mm-hmm. Although Dream Warriors is best because it has the best kill mm-hmm. in the entire series. Someone's head going through a fucking TV. Perfect. Best kill in the series. Yeah. Oh, the or, or the girl who gets injected. Oh my yeah. god, that's a great kill too. So good. Dream Warriors, yeah. so good. They're all available on Shutter. If you guys don't have Shutter, you should. It's like three bucks a month, dude. What was the budget of Dream Warriors? Uh, five, four million. I looked four it up because I knew you were gonna ask. It, it, it only made forty million, so it's only ten times its budget instead of, yeah. you know, eight right. times its budget. Right. Right. Sixteen times its budget. So, yeah. still a great film though. I love that. I personally love. That Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. It's not my favorite horror franchise from the 80s. We'll get into that a little bit later because uh, in our second topic, um, which I didn't tell you all about. I'm so I never excited. Now, now I'm like in the swing of it, so I'm like, ooh, I wonder what he's going to do next. <laughs> Shay, what is your first pick? Okay, so this is a tough one, and I might just make this a... I might cheat and make it a little bit of a double because I think I've talked about one of these movies before. But since we're, we're kind of in the line of like dream logic, dream horror... Um, and also Asian horror, which is the perfect segue into my movie slash movies. Um, I've mentioned this movie a million times. Is it Tetsu Iron Man? It's not. Okay. It is not. Which would have qualified. It would have qualified, but Tetsuo Iron Man, I would have rather seen like all the Tetsuos. Yeah, there's too Uh, many of them. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I I (laughs) want to see all of it because the first one is just like, it feels like you're watching a, um, what is it? A guinea pig movie. Yeah. Right? It feels like you're watching Mermaid in a Manhole, which I love Mermaid in a Manhole. But also, I haven't seen the entire series to kind of qualify my opinion, in my opinion. But <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm going with Suicide Club, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think you've used this as a pick before. And I have, which is why I have another one to back that one up. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But So we have two J-Horrors. I have two J-Horrors on my plate that I'm stealing right now. Suicide Club, if you're not already aware, because... Uh, listen to our here? listen to our Jalo podcast because I think she recommended it there. Or yeah, no, or, not, or in our LGBTQ one, one no. of the two. You mentioned it before. No, but I almost did put it, one of those on here too because they're just so good and I love them so much and I'm so like 
I love horror, but I'm also very like specific with my my horror taste and what also I want to make people aware of more obscure horror. Jisatsu mm-hmm. um, Suicide Club. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Damn, pulled that one right out. <laughs> nice. But yeah, Suicide Club. Um, if you don't already know, uh, if you don't, what are you doing? Why aren't you listening to me yet? You need to watch it. It's about basically. Uh, it's kind of it kind of falls follows in the same kind of realm of uh, like any movies that you might have also heard of. Pulse is another good example, mm-hmm. um, where it's Pulse. just like this weird contagious thing going on in Japan. It plays a lot on like the the socio what do you even call socio-political? it? Socio political? Socio not even political, just the the economical? Economical. Yeah, so I would say socio-economical and go. just how, you know, society follows in in line with in uh, overworking and these expectations mm-hmm. and how it kind of plays into mental health in the most kind of extreme sort of ways which does really happen in Japan. You literally have people like um, <laughs> passing like out and dying in the streets because they work themselves to right. death. Right. Kind of thing. That, that socioeconomical uh, stance is really prevalent in all the J horror of the early 2000s. It really is. And all of the J dramas of the early 2000s. So if mm-hmm. you look at the dramatic films, they're yeah. really talking about like this man is, you know, his wife's leaving him because mm-hmm. he refuses to yeah. stop working. Mm-hmm. It's called Karoshi. It's Karoshi. Overwork death. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's that's kind of what it what it plays on, but it, it unfolds from there because it. <laughs> It's basically about chaos and madness being contagious. Suicide Club starts when a, a large group of girls, if not a whole class mm-hmm. of these schoolgirls, decide to collectively throw themselves in front of a, a subway car. And they all get run over. So there's a bloodbath. And uh-huh. people having witnessed this, um, like this sort of like strange, inexplicable mindset, this uh-huh. disease starts spreading where, where people kill themselves oh. uh, in it, and harming themselves and harming each other in inexplicable ways. I also just watched um, The Sadness, which is a re- recent Taiwanese horror. Yeah, that, that one's on, on Shudder. That thing yeah. I've heard is great. It's a zombie it's, film, right? It's, it's cute. It's fun. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it prides itself on being depraved. It's not as... Deep. It's a pseudo-zombie film, right? say it's a zombie film it's like it's like the crazies it's the rage virus kind Mm -hmm. of ordeal Mm -hmm. 28 days later yeah 28 days 28 weeks kind of thing that one doesn't go as deeply into the mindset um or as like making as much of a statement doesn't one of the people try to fax themselves to death what in this movie i think yeah 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 well not to death but they fax a i think a a, 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 like a body part like the bar like the bar like a like how do I put this? It looks like a cinnabon. <laughs> it's like a, a thing of skin and like I don't even know. Cinnabon is all gooey and like yeah, it's gooey and, and flushy, delicious, and flush yeah. delicious. Oh, mm, you can see the glaze right on it. I guess so. The new flesh printing, I guess, three D flesh printing existed in this universe. We are the new flesh. That don't qualify, but. Thanks, James Woods. Thanks, David. But <laughs> never thank yeah. James Wood on this podcast. Oh God, that's why. That's why. Honestly, okay, that's another conversation for another time. I just saw Videodrome again, but Suicide Club, uh, or 
I have to prevent myself from saying Suicide Squad so bad. Jisatsu yeah. Sakudu. It, yes, that. It's very dreamy and it's horrific. The, my and I've talked about this before, but my journey watching through watching this film at first I hated it because I had no idea where it was going. It kind of disguises itself. And the director is Sion Sono. Sion Sono, yep. Who, who that is man's a madman. Yeah, a madman. Freaking madman. Mad he also man. directed um, what is it? Strange Circus. Yep. Tag, which I Tag I've seen. Tag is another movie Strange that. Circus. I hated and then ended up liking. He hates it. Um, but, I, like, the I'm soundtrack is here. so good, it pulled me back in, and I'm like, okay, yeah. what is this really about? I'm, I'm with Landon on this one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I look back on it, honestly, because of the soundtrack and because of what it's trying to evoke. Yeah. And I get it. And the same thing kind of happened here where I was I like, I, I thought it was goofy. I thought it was just a silly kind of crime J-horror until I realized what it was really trying to evoke and really trying to get out of me. And you can still hate this movie, but you have to appreciate how hard this movie goes. And I don't want to say it pioneered it, but it, it like, Cyan Sono is the only person who could have ever done a movie like this. It's great. It's fun. There, It has camp in it. It literally, in the middle of it, has a rock star, like a real-life rock star who, who is a lot like David Bowie. Uh-huh. Beautiful man. Uh-huh. Sing in the middle of the movie, uh-huh. and then like like his gang is like raping and murdering people in a bowling alley. Uh, what? It's, so it's very oh. much like the scene in A Clockwork Orange. Exactly. Oh. It's crazy. But you get a musical okay. number out of it, and yeah. it slaps. Uh, I literally have it on my playlist. I'm like, it goes like this. This these organ. This organ. I'm really proud of my Japanese pronunciation there. Good job. Yep, you did. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Good job. Thank you. It's I not cannot. Difficult. I know what you're saying. Because Japanese like, is all yeah, cadence sure. too. I mean, oh, honestly, yeah. you could be pronouncing it wrong. Like, yeah, Sakuru. Sakuru. Like they just—they have a very like. Because <laughs> the, the, the same Sakuru. word can mean four <laughs> things. Yeah. Depending on what syllable you enunciate. Yeah. That's why I hate Asian languages. They're very difficult. It's but they're so much prettier. They are. I really, I really like. English is like the ugliest. No, English is a nice language because it's it's one of the most poetic languages. Oh, I, I mean, words, but it also depends on how you say it. Maybe I think it's the most romantic language of all, too. No, 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 no sir. The most romantic language is Toyo no Español, man. Romantica. <laughs> Even the word romantic sounds better in Spanish. Romantica. Wasn't romantica. Romantica. Yeah. Even, yes. Yeah. Si, gracias. Si, gracias. No, no puedo nada. Oh, 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 oh. It's getting hot in here. For all of you listening, I know your panties just dropped. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. Boom. Moist. Well, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> why? Please don't say moist. Do it again. Moist. <laughs> Feeling a little gushy today. Oh, <laughs> gushy and gushy. bushy. Gushy and mushy. Oh. A little moisty. Gushy, gushy bushy <laughs> and mushy in my bussy. Mushy and mushy oh. in my bussy. Oh. <laughs> Bolussy lussy. Yeah, yeah we're right. literally like saying all this shit in the dark. Oh, Other one. Pumpkin switch. Candle. Over a candle. Switch. Over a candle. Even Over a, a uh, pumpkin. Hit the switch. Okay. It's like a this is so us. A oh my gosh, it's so cute. Yeah, horns. it's like a jackal, like so, a cow head. That was a great first picture, yeah. but, but it's not a surprising one. I know, I know. <laughs> Should I? Um, I'll bring out my other one after. 
but I don't like the other one as much, to be honest. It'll go in your honorable mention list. Okay, I'll put it in my honorable mention. I am going. But yeah, to... that's my unsurprising pick. But it's it's a rerun. It's a good rerun. If y'all haven't like put it down on your list, y'all haven't watched it yet. Please fucking watch it because I I can't keep liking this movie all by myself. <laughs> so my first pick actually is a movie that is based on the not in an, on a short story by H.P. <gasps> Lovecraft. So you already know, it's Stuart Gordon's 1985 masterpiece, Reanimator. Oh, yeah. yeah! But not Variety Reanimator. Or is that... No, that's 1993, and, and I hate that movie. And I hate oh. that movie, too. Is it bad that I actually like Bride better than the first one? Yes, it is actual blasphemy. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Actual blasphemy. I'm, I'm the same way with the Frankenstein movies, though, too. You like Bride of Frankenstein more? I actually do. I actually agree with you on that. Okay, good. I agree. Bride of Frankenstein is the better, probably my favorite Universal horror movie. I mean, it's framed by Mary Shelley. Yeah, and it's my favorite Universal horror movie, actually. It, yeah, honestly. Out of all of them, I think it's my favorite it's, one. It's the most fabulous. Yeah, it is the <laughs> most fabulous. <laughs> Gordon's 1985 masterpiece, Reanimator. <laughs> this is a great, great film. Mm. Um, essentially, it's about a med- bunch of medical students who come up with a serum that can animate, reanimate the dead. And yeah, it's a pretty basic premise. It's, it's based, a banger. It's based on a H.P. Lovecraft novel. Um, for my notes here, I put it's a horror comedy. The budget was between somewhere between 900000 and $1.2 million. Oh. Oh, so it wasn't okay, a huge yeah. budget. There's actually a doctor, one of the ancillary doctors in the film, named Hans Gruber. Mm. Three years before Alan Rickman immortalizes that name in cinematic history in Die Hard. Uh, yeah, I was like, that was, that sounds familiar. Yeah. And uh, it's an early example of the power of home video, because it actually only made like $2 million wow. box office. Mm-hmm. So it got a twice oh, okay, budget okay. back. But it made like $28 million in video, mm-hmm. on, on video. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely insane. Huge cult following. Yeah, it's a yeah. huge cult film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pauline Kael actually compared it to uh, mm. Luis Bonuelo, mm. uh, the very famous Spanish artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, she compared it to him mm. uh, after seeing it. The surrealist artist? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, basically that was her way of saying that it was a very surreal film. And, yeah. and if you've seen any any adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft, even Color Out of Space, which came out a few years ago in the cage. <laughs> There's always a surrealism to any Lovecraftian. That's why yeah. love, right. that's why he became a verb. Yeah. Because he's fucking weird. He became a whole genre. Yep. Yeah. Because he's fucking weird. He's just up in yeah. Rhode yeah. Island all boxed up in his little apartment. His boxed up little racist little Lighten. surreal dreams. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, chill, just chilling there hating black people. It's all good. Chilling, making racist ass metaphors. For the, re- for, for the record, we love black folks here. We do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, most of, most of us here are people of color. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, everyone here, technically, because you're Puerto Texas. Rican, aren't you? Uh, no, he's Canadian? Cuban. Cuban, yeah. Half Cuban. Cubano. Yeah. Cubano. One of the, it's one of the islands. Yeah. <laughs> Take a banana boat to get here. <laughs> Couldn't you just swim? No. Banana boat. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be the banana boat. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, either way, this movie is absolutely fucking crazy. And it's only 82, it's like 82 minutes, mm-hmm. 86 minutes. It's not very long. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys obviously have seen it. Yeah. Great filmmaker. Uh, lots of fun. Like I said, I love Bride of Reanimator better because I feel like it plays more on the camp, more on the horror. It's really silly and just kind of like, you know, it's got that air of 80s misogyny that just feels uh. a little like, Ugh. but at the same time, it's just silly enough for you to just be like, it. To That's hang actually with why it. I don't yeah. like it because it's too, it's too campy. That is, oh, really? 
Yeah, I like it because too of kitschy the for me. I like because it, it really in, it decides to indulge on the camp. And then what was the other one? Was it Brain Dead? Um, yeah, something. Brain yeah, Dead. Brain Dead. I think yeah. honestly, Brain Dead is my favorite non-reanimator reanimator movie. So I'm gonna throw that in in the pot Brain as well. Dead. Mm. Yeah, and uh, the it, does anybody want to guess how many uh, gallons of blood were wasted on this set? Okay. Uh, what? No. Thousands? No. Hundreds. No, it's in the it's one sixty two. It's twenty four gallons. Oh. But when you realize <laughs> how much fake blood can fit in one gallon, you start to realize that twenty four gallons of fake blood is a lot of fake blood. It is a lot of fake blood. Mm-hmm. And, I agree. Uh, I mean, in you can yeah you can talk it's fine I can <laughs> in every single way that you can grade a movie. Sex, nudity, violence, gore, profanity, alcohol use, intensity. Mm-hmm. This thing is severe. It delivers. Mm-hmm. It does. It, delivers. It, it, it has all the goodness that you need during spooky season. Mm-hmm. So curl up to your bed. Get you, get you a nice person to do uh, watch this film with. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> it is available on demand. Do what through, watch it with. It is available on demand through AMC. So uh, wow. if you have AMC Plus or if you have like cable or inter- DirecTV, you can go to your AMC on demand and Reanimator will be there. So why is it a comedy? Or oh, really, uh, oh, Jeff Combs acting. That's mainly so why. Yeah, top. a lot of the acting is super, super his bad. Mouth, like moves after he, he makes like his words. mouth moves, but it also doesn't move. It's he just very he kind of talks like this. Oh, so he doesn't have the facial expressions? Yeah, oh, no, he has a lot of. He, yeah, he oh, Barbara Crampton is just eating we all the Barbara. scenery. We, we love, love Barbara Crampton. She is a B movie queen. Barbara Crampton, who was also in a movie who uh, nobody talks about called Sunchoke, which is a movie that I love. You so mentioned I, this a few. I have because ago. no one ever talks about it, and I feel like. I, I have to be that person to give the movie the flowers before, not before, because no one else does. Well, Barbara Cram is in a lot of movies, and That's actually, she's a Fantastic Fest staple. Mm. So, yeah, she's been there a few times because she's in a lot of really bad horror movies. Go for her. Uh, <laughs> she's, tra- you know, she's the trauma core queen. Mm-hmm. Trauma core queen. Trauma core. Ew. Trauma. trauma queen. Gabby Hanna's new horrible album. I don't know Word association. Is. I don't know no. <laughs> no, you don't yet. I just, no. I'm too I'm too old for that. <laughs> I um, have to share my. This is right. that, that's my first pick. Uh, Reanimator. Nice, I mean, have you seen it? Nice. I have not. I'm not uh, horror yeah. for me is a hard. Yeah, me too. That's why, like I mentioned earlier, two uh, two of my picks are horror comedies, and only one's an actual straight horror film. Can't mm-hmm. wait to talk about that straight horror film because it's one of the most underrated horror flicks of the last twenty years. Ooh. So that should tell you it came out in the last twenty years. Okay. Have I seen okay. it? Good to know. Uh, you probably have. Okay. And I think I talked about it on this channel before. Okay. Um, but it's a great hmm. film. Gina, what you got for your second pick? So this is the mess up movie, but I'm gonna make it up for the third one. You got it. So it balances out with the budget. Um, I watched Ghost Ship. It's been one of my favorite movies and all the time all, Ooh, like all the time next to 13 ghosts which is weird because these kind of movies give me anxiety yeah, yeah yeah like just the i feel like that time and space early 2000s mm-hmm. like horror was really trying to find itself mm-hmm. and so it was like the crisscross between like the 80s like cheesy horror to mm-hmm. like than more serious horror that yeah, we see. Yeah, a little bit more. Or the satirical 90s when Scream came out and yeah, satired the entire right. slasher right. genre. The slasher genre became very satire. And so what I loved was that in this movie, the character interaction was actually really well done. Mm. Um, considering, you know, 
there wasn't really any big names in it. Big, big names. Well, Gabriel uh-huh. Byrne. Yeah, Gabriel Byrne, and then... Um, Who's in one of the best horror films of the last 10 years? Oh. Hereditary. Oh, okay. See, like, this was when they were kind of, you know, they were, they were babies. They were babies. Yeah. Um, it has Carl Urban in it. Uh, yeah, it has Isaiah Washington's Isaiah homophobic Washington, ass. Yes, his homophobic ass is in it. Oh! Um, so, but and actually, it's the next point that I, I wanted to, to go over was that I the the scene with Isaiah Washington where he it's kind of like The Shining. I feel because I, I, in this scene, yeah. the um, the ghost ships singer mistress lady who's all sexy and stuff. She's the one that sings like. The Italian jazz, you know, jazz. And where everybody's Ooh. dancing, right? Mm-hmm. And so she she pops up and like goes, "Hey, what's going on, Isaiah?" <laughs> and like Isaiah's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to think with my people." <laughs> so and so like it's like weird because like he's in a ship, and he himself addresses. He knows this is just bullshit, right? He says, "This is bullshit. I know it's not real." I'm gonna go along with it anyway, <laughs> and so he ends up making out with, horror logic. Yes, he ends he ends up making out with the the lady, right? And she's a ghost, but he can touch her, and so she ends up getting naked. And this is literally the only reason they had her was because they wanted to see her naked, and, right? Oh my god! I will tell you that is one of the things about the film that I don't like. Yeah, is it's derivative in a lot of scenes of other better horror films. Yes, yes. By the way, Stephen Beck, the director of this film, only directed one other feature that he did the year before. Guess what feature it was? 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts? Oh, <laughs> no wonder God. the film feels the same. There's that same yeah. film. Boom. The connection. Boom. Right? It's wow. Like, Dropping them like, knowledge bombs. <laughs> it's like he dies by trying to to get in bed get with this woman. She, nice. Get his rocks off. Literally. He, just, <laughs> he dies trying to get his rocks off. And I'm like, what does that say about the mindset of the early 2000s? To and quote, like, to quote yeah. King, King Kong, twice beauty that felled the beast. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Like Idle Hands? I love Idle Hands. Idle Hands right. is great. I love Idle Hands. Oh. And then, obviously, I have to address the famous opening scene. Um, this scene is great. It's the best scene in the movie. It's, it's one of the best scenes I say in general because it just got seared into my brain where somebody trips the wire and the wire is strewn across the whole dance floor and it just at full speed cuts everyone in half. Whoa. And, and the, one of the main characters, a little girl, is too short for it to have cut her. And so she watches everyone fall apart into pieces around Including her. the captain of the ship who's her dad. Yeah. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, and they're That's dancing. What it starts off. They're with? dancing together, and all of a sudden, his torso just goes gadook. Yep, because she was short and she didn't. It didn't hit her, Damn. but it hit him. That's and metal. it's just it, you just see people like they're they're like there's this woman who's like grabbing her bottom half, and I'm like, girl, you ain't putting that back together. <laughs> just don't even reach for your. Girl, butt. you are not just Humpty Dumpty. Just give up, dog. <laughs> all the king's horses and all the king's men ain't putting well, they, no ass together. They <laughs> couldn't put themselves together again. <laughs> so it was just really, hey, it was just really, I don't know, the way that it was made, and when I was younger, it just stayed with me. But it wasn't such a scene that made me upset because gore makes me upset Mm -hmm. right like the zombie movies make me upset Mm -hmm. but for some reason that gore did not i think it was just it was really the way that everybody fell apart was disturbing but i was like oh this is cool probably (laughs) because no offense to the film the cgi looks bad okay so was it like how okay so it's the early 2000s how much 
CGI versus practicals were it there. It looked like they used a lot of practicals for. It's mostly for practical when like there's like stuff on the ground, but right. like the actual like viewing of the bodies yeah, in half is CGI. CGI yeah. splurts. Yes. Blood. Even yeah. the blood is CGI because there's a scene where it goes, the 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 cord comes into the forefront of the frame yeah. and you uh-huh. can see the blood. Yeah. And the blood is CGI. Yeah. 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 And it so. pissed me off. I was like, you couldn't have done practical <laughs> for the coolest part of the scene mm-hmm. where the cord literally is front of camera. Just yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some, some certain examples like uh, some of like a lot of the Final Destination movies. Yes. I love those movies. Where oh, there's I CGI love those movies. to the yeah, heavens. Right. To the God. Right. But you're also just like, oh, I don't yeah. want that to happen to me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I so just... It's what it, I kind of think of the same issue with um, the scene in, in Final Destination. The, it was a very practical scene mm. where it was the second guy who got killed. He I had a crush on him in the first and movie. In the first movie with Devin Sawa. So wow, is the one that get hit by a car? No, it's where he dies in the shower. Oh yeah, and mm. like and like oh. with a cord around his neck or yeah. something. Yeah, and yeah. so for some reason, I equate both those scenes. Because of the cord thing, yeah. But but so I, you don't shave in the shower. Uh, no, you can do a lot of things in the shower. I don't <laughs> shave. I shave in the shower, but like I'm always scared I'm gonna fall. Yeah. Our shower, okay. So we live in a trailer. Our shower is too small to fall in. Oh, okay. You fall, then you just hit. You're, you're smacking your face. Yeah. But you could also just go like. If you die, you're just standing up. It's like, great. In the shower. That's how small it is. Yeah, yeah. it's clutch proof. <laughs> right. So it's like perfect. <laughs> no, it was twenty million. Right, that's. I apologize. <laughs> Y'all need to. Just, it is a is a good movie for what it was. I mean, right? two season, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Do it you was. want to know what its war- gross was in the U.S.? What? Not even its budget. Really? Oh. It didn't even make it. No. Oh, we but see. It, there you go. That balances. Out it made the three times its budget back internationally over the over the international and oh. video. So it's okay. sixty-eight Why million. Why do you think it, that is? Do you think it just didn't get enough advertising? Did it not get enough like? It has a twenty-three oh. on Rotten Tomatoes. People didn't like the movie. Oh, okay. I end up liking the movies that no one likes. That's I know, right? You would have been great <laughs> on our like, on our sorry. Rotten Tomatoes podcast because I had to go. I had to go to bath for some bad movies, <laughs> and you. I did. Oh, I think I blocked that episode out. I don't even remember what. Oh, uh, Don about. was on there, and he he was great. Yeah, I we talked about uh that it was one. Like a rotten episode. That was great. <laughs> it was a very fresh episode, Lennon. It's fresh. The thumbnail fresh. was cute. Uh, <laughs> it's the best thumbnail. It's my favorite thumbnail. Uh, that was a, like South Park. Life. Yeah, that was a great second pick mm-hmm. there. I love that. Um, Lana, what you got for me, bud? Evil Dead. Yeah! 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 Evil Dead oh, fucking rules. That's a classic. Sam Raimi. Wait, like, here, stick closer. Stick he's going he's gonna to just grab everybody. We're going to go freaking live in a cabin for the next freaking... It created the cabin in the woods trope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 13 crew members are all sleeping, all huddled up in this cabin. And then it said towards the end of the production, they had to burn furniture just to stay warm. It was cold out there. And it was just like, man, they were getting covered in blood and mucus and all the kinds of stuff that he was using as practicals. And and I just read that Bruce Campbell, he, let's see, uh, put up his family's property in northern Michigan as collateral just so that Sam Raimi not could only finish the film but also blow it up to 35 millimeter film. Because he shot it on 16, fire. right? Mm. Yeah. Shot it on like six mil- 16 millimeter, 8 millimeter stock. Because you can tell that movie looks like shit. <laughs> but, it's like but who cares? Because it's the cares? best. Yeah. Like, That's I mean, when it works. Colors are just like saturated. We're actually going to talk about 35 millimeter in one of my picks later. Yeah. And there's a reason for it. I won't say why. But. 35 millimeters is amazing. Uh-huh. Um, it's beautiful. It does. It looks. It, uh, I mean, 70 mil is amazing so too. But you know, people don't shoot on film anymore. No, 
know? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have, like, Elliot in the middle. Yeah. Right. Unless you're right. Tarantino or it's Nolan, and they refuse to shoot on digital. It's like really? the film actually costs more than the camera itself. Yeah. Like, you get the camera for, like, 15 bucks. And right, like yeah. film. You know, and it's not just wherever. the film, it's the whole the whole journey of the Do you know how much the actual development yeah. liquid costs? That's, oh, that oh, shit is oh, it's expensive. It's ridiculous. Dude. Yeah. And I mean, back in the day, what, they had, like, gallons of that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And it's anyway. flammable, too. It's highly flammable. Mm-hmm. So you got to be very careful around that sort of stuff. $2.4 million gross, U.S., over a budget of, what'd you say, $3,500? $350,000? dollars $350,000. $350,000, wow. And they made one of the they best horror films together. ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was all just based off of horror movies that we've all seen. We've all seen mm-hmm. Slashers. Mm-hmm. We've all seen Possessions. We've all seen... Yeah. All that, and then Sam Raimi's like, I want to make that. I want to make it basic, just bare bones. <laughs> bunch of teenagers go out to a cabin, and then like, shit out. I mean, if you yeah. need to know how inspirational this film is, I mean, Eli Roth tried to remake it with uh, Cabin yeah, Fever. Ah, yeah, I like Cabin Fever. You like it? I do. Okay. It had some moments. But I do. Like Eli Roth's kind I like of Cabin Fever. I mean, aspect. the remake by. Uh, Fede Alvarez is fucking awesome. I love the remake. They of, made a remake of, of Evil Fever? Dead? No, of Evil Dead. Oh, okay. okay. And yes, he also yeah. did remake Cabin Fever, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the remake of Evil Dead with Jan yeah. Levy. Yeah, I love I the have, remake. I, I have seen it. that one. A lot yeah. of people really didn't like it. It's though, just... Bro. I didn't like it. There's just blood everywhere. There was. It was <laughs> literally You know what? Like, blood, it was scene. just all blood. And I was just like... I loved it. I loved it. I love Fede Alvarez as a director. Uh, he did Mother too, which is a pretty. Cool I film. like Mother. Yeah, that's no, a, that's a good Mother one. That's a good horror great. film, that's, right? Oh, yes, I did watch that one. I'm not talking yes. about the Jennifer Lawrence Mother. I'm talking about the yeah. horror film well, Mother. No. Honestly, with Mother. Uh, yeah, you're talking about Mother. Yeah, exactly. Mom. That that's that's a Fede Alvarez as well, um, which is a, that's a Ooh. yeah, dude. This film is so inspirational, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how many movies have tried to make this this thing happen? And then you have Army of Darkness. God, that's a great and movie. Like, and then that just spawned, like, I mean, there's so many parodies of evil. This is made. my boomstick. <laughs> On the video game for PS2, I had that. I remember reading that There's a PS4 game oh, now. Right. There's a PS4 uh, Evil Dead game now, too. i seen that. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're making, like, they just made the, the Blair Witch uh, PS4 Paranormal Activity. Really? Uh-huh. They made oh, a Paranormal. That one was VR. Paranormal Activity. Oh, yeah, that was a VR I don't one. Know if I could By do the way, that. that's a movie that could have qualified for this list. I did. Uh, $1.6 million and made $286 million in the box office. That's my, yeah. um, my honorable mention, honestly. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. My honorable mention is, I might I love, I Yeah, we'll do it later. Paranormal Activity. No, dude, uh, Evil Dead's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah. It's a okay. great film. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Oren Pelly put together like a half million. He, that film cost $800,000 to make, and it wow. made $265 million. Yep. Nice. I looked this up beforehand because I was like, that's going to be one that we're, somebody's going to bring up. Yeah. But this film, making less, it's a quarter of a million dollars, and it made $2.5 million. That's six times its budget. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. And even now, like, you watch it and it's still. It, my it's son is twelve of, years old. He likes the movie. <laughs> it's a bunch of creative minds coming together at the right time, yeah. in the mm-hmm. right place, and they're like, "We're gonna make this project. We're gonna, you know, everybody believed in it." And like Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were like the driving force behind the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I and I really like, think that you're right about that. They, they were creatively, they were forcing each other. Like <laughs> Bruce Campbell was like, "I don't want to do this." Sam Raimi's like, "You're gonna do it. And shut up." <laughs> And then he's like, all right, I'll do it. Because, <laughs> I mean, Bruce Campbell wasn't even originally cast in that movie, if I recall correctly. He wasn't even cast as the Ash character, as Ashley Williams. Um, they had somebody else. And then somebody dropped out, and they were like, 
he's like, I'm here, I'll do it, whatever. Yeah. And now it's the most iconic character, one of the most iconic characters in horror. Mm-hmm. He kills it. Yeah. Best Every decision absolutely. he ever made. Yeah, for real. Best decision. <laughs> I love, I love this movie. Good pick, man. I, I love Evil Dead. Good stuff, Landon. What you got for me, Shay? Oh boy. Okay, so that's really hard to follow up. But um, I guess in the theme of uh, isolated environments, I'm gonna follow that up with the what year is this? 1997 sci-fi psychological horror cube. I like this. Calling cube. Good pick. Good pick. Yes. So um, this is another movie that like some people really really gush about. Um, It's become a cult favorite, but still not a lot of people talk about it, even though it. A lot of aspects of it have been like copied and replicated over mm-hmm. time. You see on Netflix, they tried copying it with the right. circle, which was a horrible movie. <laughs> they did actually. There is a Spanish film that came out that's similar to that. Yes, and it's which good. is a brilliant. Film. That one's good. And oil. Yes. Right. Yes. Are we, okay. Of like, are we thinking the same thing? Yes. Yeah. No. The platform is another wonderful, wonderful, wonderful film that I saw it at Fantastic Fest. Yes, you did. Yeah. I well, what did I see it? I. I reviewed it, right? Or no, did I did. It? From Fantastic okay, yeah. Fest. But I saw it and I was like, holy And shit. I know, it's the, the platform. It's a Spanish film. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's, it, 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 it's what this film does with the mm-hmm. satiring of, uh, class, of classism. Yeah. That does. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's like Brave New World 1984, okay. but cute. But and cute. It, it, it implements those like far better Aren't than... Aren't there like, three cute movies? There are. Yeah. Um, and I think they're working on a fourth, which oh probably God. will be horrible, but yeah, I'll still it's watch be it. Terrible. I have seen all three Cube movies, mm-hmm. and the second and third ones are horrible. They're bad. Of course. They're very bad. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And, and the, Natale did not come back for those other two, I don't think. No, he didn't. No. Um, and he's the reason that this movie is. railed in because there was some success with Cube. So its budget was uh, 365000 estimated. And then its, uh, let's see, its worldwide gross was. I guess a little under half of that, so 565000 it made worldwide. Uh-huh. Um, but it ended up, you know, becoming a cult favorite and, yeah. and everything because it's just one of those uh, late 90s films that just has this really crazy air of isolation. It's also a Canadian it. tax movie. A what? Oh, oh uh, did they pay for those too? freaking Canadians? They, t- they pay for their movies? No, so the way it works is... Oh, yeah. the, it's art. The Canadian... Oh, yeah. country, they will give you an artist grant mm-hmm. for a certain amount. And then some of the profit goes back to Canada. Can we go to Canada? Then? Yeah. They don't yeah, do yeah. it anymore. Damn it. Oh, they don't? Well, I guess. <laughs> of course they don't. Yeah, that's the economy. They stopped it. They stopped it around like 2005. That's sad. That's too bad. Sad. But at least we have too those. Too many bad 2000s movies. That's why they stopped It's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's the problem. <laughs> but we could bring them back. Or no, they just weren't raining we in enough back. money. Which they I weren't. feel like Cube was just yeah. such a like low. It's not low key. But it is. Because basically, the production wise... It takes place in a giant ass cube, right? And you yeah. only realize the vastness and the scale of it as you watch the movie. And then you un- kind of understand a, like, a little bit of what that universe is. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's scary. The gargantuan, like, capitalist-ness of the cube itself yeah. is horrifying. Yeah. But the you cube... You see the outside of it. But mm-hmm. then it's like they're moving literally from room to room. Yeah. But it's literally the same room. Mm-hmm. And they just keep cutting. So yeah. it's like, oh, no, they going literally, another yeah. room. And it's like, oh, shit. So production-wise, they literally built That's one room. Scary. And uh-huh. then they had the actors act in the same room 
each and every scene. They just lit it up differently, yeah. and they but the acting and just the pacing yeah. and the plot is so well done that uh-huh. you believe that they're literally going like there's a new terror yeah. possibly in every room that they go in, but you don't know if there is or oh. not. And there's just there's a booby trap in certain every rooms. single one. <laughs> Not every single one, yeah, which mostly. is the other thing about it. Most There's inconsistency traps. to it, yeah. which so you don't know it what puts you're you really, on edge. It puts yeah. you on yeah. edge. You yeah. don't know what's gonna happen, and like a lot of the booby traps, if not all of the booby traps, are different. Um, or actually, or no. When I they think they're actually going into another room, mm-hmm. it's just there's no room. It just literally spit them out in space. Mm-hmm. He just fell straight down this mm-hmm. huge like ravine. It's the cruelest like, metaphor fall. of like working like, for the man yeah. because not only are they trying to traverse through this cube there's doors literally on the ceiling that they have to get to on the walls it's moving mm-hmm. so it, they have to feed they have to do math they have to figure out how it's moving configure all this stuff it's horrifying in that aspect mm-hmm. because it's just like if they didn't have the people they had like I, like if we just had the people that we had i don't know if we could do the math for that you know i don't know if we could figure out how to get out of that thing and it's not even a guarantee if you escape it you know what's right. gonna happen so it's it's a brilliant like just like like crazy thriller. So what's the co- connection between the capitalism and the cube? Like I so know that the, the cube is capitalism, and the people are traversing <laughs> yeah. through it, mm-hmm. uh, much like we traverse through life. Mm-hmm. Well, like green is human. So the cube is <laughs> the cube is the world. The cube mm-hmm. is money. The cube is greed, ah. and it consumes these people. Okay. And it and, and at any point a pitfall, mm-hmm. such as some sort of financial setback, right. in in the case of capitalism. Right. Right can eat you whole and it, okay, it is yeah, revealed yeah. that the the people who like so basically you wake up in the cube yep that's it you know you're one moment you're say you're a teenage girl who's just working on her math homework you're over life you're uh, angsty as fuck uh-huh. and then next thing you know you wake up in the freaking cube you know what it happened yesterday <laughs> <laughs> just a normal just a normal tuesday angsty as normal fuck. day in the middle of my <laughs> listening to horrible emo music and then all of a sudden I'm an adult. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And First then of all, all you're, you're we forced. will not have you blaspheming emo music on this podcast. <laughs> the, uh, honestly, this movie, when you... I don't know. You, I feel so settled into this movie now. Like watching it for the first time, it's thrilling. It's horrifying because you don't know what's going to happen. But also the relationships, like you said uh, about Ghost Ship, the relationships between the characters become so interwoven and so well written. Mm-hmm. At first, you're like, you're kind of like, okay, so like, what's going on here? Like, where is this going to go? How good is this really going to be? But then, you know, like just how they're affected by their environment themselves and like the stakes mm-hmm. really get to them and you see the toll that it takes. And psychologically, it, it you know, any sort of like zombie apocalypse logic, it turns them into monsters. Oh, yeah. So yeah. You, yeah. you get into that whole thing and that's probably one of the most horrifying aspects of it is like, who are your roommates? Who is it that you're forced to collaborate with? It's literally survival survive. of the fittest. Survival of it's the fittest. It's Darwinism. Survival of the smartest. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord of the flies. It's my type yeah. of horror movie. It's yeah. brilliant. But I'm going to tell you, I'm also going to send us uh, the recommendation of the platform, which is on Netflix to people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's on Netflix. So that's it's the modern cube, and that's uh, honestly, I love the cube, but I feel like El Oil 
implements a lot of those themes far better. And 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 it also has more socioeconomics mm-hmm. and sociopolitical yes. stuff in there, specifically with yeah. uh, the main character's mm-hmm. item that he brings with him to mm-hmm. the platform. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> movie is so goddamn good. It is. Uh, I'm gonna so recommend the platform. You know highly. what's crazy though? I feel like it got so big that people started really criticizing it as oh. if it was like a like a bigger. But even if you nitpick it yeah. for whatever, it's well acted. It's yeah. brilliantly directed. There's mm-hmm. not a lot that you can pick, can nitpick on. I mean, I think any one person could be like, it's offensive. Uh, who Which cares? I don't think it was. It's not. It was a brilliant. Oh my god! It. I feel like so. Like I feel so happy that we got to see it when it did before it blew up on Netflix. And and there's a lot of there's a lot of people. I don't understand how you could say it's pretentious. First of all, so crazy. I heard someone say it was pretentious, <laughs> and was like, ah, is this? That's mm-hmm. crazy. If it's pretentious. I, yeah. I love it. It That's was probably it. YMS. I probably heard that on YMS. I'm like, okay. I don't Adam. listen to that guy. Okay, Adam. That's a good pick. I, I've seen the Cube. I didn't like the second or third one. I saw those when I was a much younger man mm-hmm. uh, than I am now. This was like two thousand or mid two thousands. I saw those mm-hmm. early two thousands. Because yeah. those are all kind of older now. Yeah. All those. Because the original was like, what, 97? Yeah. Uh-huh. The first one was 97. The rest, uh, we don't know. The rest are like early 2000s. <laughs> the yeah. only good thing about the second or third one was, um, like, there was one visual out of the second one that was interesting. Just by itself, without any context or anything. I was like, oh, screenshot that, you know? And then the third one had the funniest ending where I was just so broken by how dumb it was. I just started laughing. Because it literally I ends on the I was broken cut. by how dumb it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It broke my brain. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a good second pick. My second pick, and I'm glad that Charmaine is here because I'm going to talk about a movie that she also loves. My second pick is a 2008 Australian horror film, Lake Mungo. I was oh. gonna watch that one. I was gonna watch that one. I oh, I fucking love this movie. Oh um, my god! It is a mockumentary style found footage horror film about a young woman's death. Mm-hmm. Um, it plays like it's a real death, like right. you're really like dealing a real with this family, right. but it's not, and you can't tell. I'm gonna tell you right now. This is another in a massive amount of excellent uh-huh. horror films from this century, the 21st. That have come out of Australia, mm-hmm. the Loved Ones, the uh-huh. Babadook, yeah, Babadook, that was one. Yeah. All the of these, was good. Uh, Hounds of Love, all oh, of these, Eden Lake, Eden Lake, also Australian. These are all yeah. great Australian horror films, mm. and my favorite among them is Lake Mungo. Mm. Uh, it, this movie's crazy because they find the girl drowned, and then then strange stuff starts happening, almost as if she's haunting the house. Mm-hmm. Wow. This thing just and got a Blu-ray release too. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, did it? Really? Yes. Yay. Does anyone still watch Blu-ray? Because I don't. I do. I don't even have. I have a DVD Blair. player that just bought three months I got ago. A PS, <laughs> my PS5 plays Blu-rays. There you go. Mine are alphabetized. Thank you very much. I don't have PS5. <laughs> Mine are alphabetized. Thank you very much. Uh, Actually, no. I, I When I used to have DVDs, I would sort them by genre. Thank you very much. Oh, that's even, that's even nerdier. Jesus. <laughs> this is the horror corner. Uh, yeah, no. no. I, uh, so, if you guys have been seen, have, have any of you guys seen Lake no, Mungo? I've seen it. I've seen it. I haven't seen it. I wanted to. Oh I, okay, God. so I'll let you talk about it, and then I can talk about it. But I also don't want to overshadow. Dude, what you it's have to say so it. fucking good, man. The whole time you're like, "What the hell's going on here?" You think you're watching a documentary. You think mm-hmm. everything that you're seeing that you're seeing is real. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if you didn't know it wasn't real, it still would have hit you? Really? Because. At that point, it still gets flipped on you. Mm. You're like, okay, so maybe the girl's death was fake, but why are these ghosts haunting these people? Oh, okay. What is this ghost haunting these people? Because even if the the girl's death is real, mm-hmm. the ghost may not be. But or maybe the girl's death is real uh, and do, the ghost is fake. They do include some red herrings in there, too. 
Exactly. The Which whole time. Uh-huh. Director Joel, Her- uh, Joel Anderson? Joel Harrison? I wonder if they've done anything else. Joel Anderson, he's got you by the, your, your, the your short hairs the whole fucking time, dude. Yeah. He's, he's so good, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good, man, at, at just creating and building tension throughout the movie as it, as it starts to unfold, as this mystery starts to unfold. You're like, what the fuck is happening here? It's yeah. true crime, but a ghost story, but also like a death story, but also like this... Mm-hmm. It's every genre of horror just kind of mashed together with right. a true crime. It doesn't feel like a horror film. Like oh, yeah. it, okay, yeah. Ben, I agree. It feels no, more really. like, um, like almost dramatic, like a paranormal drama, yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. Because there, there is a lot of a heart to it, because at the end of the day, it's about loss. And it's yeah. a family film. Figuring out why she drowned. Mm-hmm. That's but a, it, it does have it. That was what really horrifying. That was what yeah. attracted me to paranormal. Yeah, the paranormal part of it. Like, yeah, and I get that. And the film's budget was about one point two million. Oh wow! So they made this great movie for less than two million dollars, which is you can't do that much anymore. Uh, okay, interesting. Oh no, I'm wondering inflation, the, people, inflation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, hmm. It's like inflation. Because it, it because it does feel like a real film, it doesn't feel like it. It's made on a big budget, but yeah. You want to know what its worldwide gross was? This is going to be the smallest gross of any film. That oh we talk no. About today. Um. Okay, I'm gonna guess three hundred thousand. Nope. Uh, Lower than that. Oh what? Wow! Like, I didn't want to go lower. Huh? Five hundred bucks. It's more than that. Oh, okay. Two sixty hundred. Nope. Twenty six thousand. Eight thousand one hundred twenty eight dollars. Oh no! Wait, that's the worldwide gross for this film. Twenty six thousand. Oh my god! And it cost one point two million dollars American. One point. So it was a flop. Absolutely. But it's gaining cult status now. That's crazy because I hear a lot of people, especially on TikTok, uh-huh. talking about Lake Mungo all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it's it's, it's like big on there. It's on. gaining yeah. cult status. It's usually ten to fifteen years before a cult film really becomes that a sucks. cult film. <laughs> mm-hmm. My that brain sucks. is still setting in that that was the gross. I yeah. Think still talking about the budget. <laughs> right. Like horror film that actually scared me, and I've seen a lot. There was yeah. I know what part is it the part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part yeah. did catch catch me off guard. Not expecting it, mm-hmm. and then the whole house is dark, and it's just like. Mm-hmm. And we watched it. Mm-hmm. Everything was dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. as it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, was real. nuts. Mm-hmm. That movie's like so home nuts. Video. Yeah. So for Lake Mungo, I liked the movie. I don't. Unfortunately, it really didn't because at the time I was also in. Um, my found footage discovery era. Mm-hmm. So I was also like just running through a lot of films, kind of. There like, are way too many of them. There, I disagree because I love found footage horror. <laughs> I love even the shitty ones because the really shitty ones are like me. the like, shitty ones are if easy. You throw to an extra camera in there. I'm like, I call exactly. Bullshit. I call bullshit. <laughs> We're done. Everything. Oh you God. you have two cameras. This is bullshit. If you are a camera guy and something is chasing you, you're not filming behind your right. back. No, no, you're running forward. That's yeah. why Wreck works so well. The original Wreck mm-hmm. from Argentina, that's mm-hmm. why it works so well because the orig- the remake, which I forget what it's called, it's like Extermination or something, the American remake, uh-huh. fucking uh, sucks. It's called Quarantine. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, but the re- the original Argentinian one is fucking psychotic. Yeah, yeah when, it, when, it, when it comes to technical effort, you know, you have to go to a certain extent. 
But when it comes to, like, say Maniac, which is not, is it a The remake no, or the original? The remake. Okay, not, with Elijah Wood? Wood? Yeah, but, you know, it's like oh, technically, it technically is very well done, but, you know, Elijah's eyeline doesn't always match up with the camera, even though it's supposed to be from his point of view. So yeah. Well, his eyeline's up so here far. and Elijah's yeah. down here. Yeah, he's just like looking up here, the camera's down here. Or, oh, like, and it's, but it's still the a great Eli- fucking three. The, the camera's at 6'1 <laughs> and Elijah's 5'6". 5'6"? Like, so. That's gracious. 5'6 is gracious, yeah. Or short being Elijah Wood. He's like 5'4". You know what? You know my obsession with short men. So. <laughs> short king, short king. But yeah, like tucked up. So for everybody found already footage, knows that. Yeah. So for found footage, I, I've, I, the older I've gotten, the more gracious that I've become towards technical efforts. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, Mike Mungo looked great, you know, and it looked extremely film. convincing. I went in pretty cold, um, but I knew it was a paranormal found footage. So I, I the, that barrier was kind of broken for me. But watching it, um. Honestly, I'm not going to talk of as much about how I feel towards it. Um, I did, like, certain parts of it were effective towards me, but otherwise it just wasn't as effective. But, like, I would group it in with other films, other, like, low-budget found footage films like Rorschach, which I don't know if I've talked about before, but that was another one where it was, like, no one knows about. It was, the full movie was available on YouTube, and it felt so real like a documentary, but it also kind of plays upon, mm. like, real not real families, but real feeling families in a situation where they can't get out of a thing and they're they're just stuck, mm-hmm. you know, which is what, you know, in real life, you know, families could be going through bankruptcy or poverty or addiction, like addiction, all these different things mm-hmm. that they could be affected by. So it, it feels really real. So mm-hmm. I would recommend Rorschach. It's probably still available. I would also compare it to work such as The Tunnel. Um, found footage wise where it you think it's gonna go one way but then it ends up being another thing I just have a huge problem with found footage because a lot of the times they they do take the cheap way out they're only making it found footage because they don't want to spend the money Mm -hmm. everybody wants the Blair Witch but no one wants to put the effort in to get the Blair Witch I would speak that on VHS the VHS. No. That's no, different. Okay. No, okay. VHS 94. VHS 94 was that. The VHS, movies, in my the VHS movies were just like, they could be filmed a lot. I mean, a lot of the shorts. You could the make movies, them better quality. You don't you have get, to make them that way. It's just, yeah, exactly. They just put a filter exactly. over their iPad and there you go. You yeah, on, your, on your phone. There's literally that's what I'm like saying. at like, least 30 that's, apps. That's the huge phone. problem I have with film footage is everybody there wants to make Blair Witch and nobody can. Right. Because that it goes back to Sam Raimi and, and Evil Dead. Correct. You know? So like you have all these great you know horror movies and you take the same aspects you know, but it's all like you got to bring them up a next level. Mm-hmm. Yep. You there has to be something percent, extra you know? there. Which and for you Lake the Mungo, fails, which a lot of found footage, the acting. Oh, just the, all standing yeah, no, the acting is the number one improv. thing when you're bringing you a found footage a movie. It, the acting has to be there. That's Recently, I watched um, a, a Fantastic Fest movie. That was found footage or like a live stream movie called, um, and I reviewed this movie called Deadstream. I, I the saw acting, the review. I didn't see the movie. The acting was so, I'm sorry to the actor, but the <laughs> acting was so horrible, it brought the entire movie down. Aww. On top of it being formatted so fakely, mm. like it was supposed to be like a Twitch stream, but not, but it looked 
horrible, you know? And he was acting as if he was, like, on an edited YouTube video, like Shane Dawson. Okay. But it wasn't. See, one of the things, I prefer fly on the wall when it comes to horror film. I prefer being a fly on the wall to an experience instead of the the first person found footage. Yeah, paranormal activity, it's found footage, but you're the fly on the wall in that case. You're there's watching. Not no, there's not no, oh, surprise, there's a camera guy. Or an exactly. A camera that nobody yeah. saw until right. the end of the movie. Like, <laughs> exactly. The, the ghost movie. has the, medium, the camera. Medium was the medium. Okay. amazing yes. found Thank footage, you. but the thing that I had wrong with it was, well, we even said it when we were watching it. It's like, all right, we have a, like two camera guys, uh-huh. you know, filming this yeah. you know, mockumentary kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then all of a sudden, later on throughout the movie, more shit starts happening, and all of a sudden, there's like, Three, four, five camera guys. No. Camera guys are dropping no, 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 like no, no, flies. No, 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 They were. No, there was only two camera guys. That was established. No, it's not the end. Not at the end. Disagreement. Not at the end because there was. Okay, I'll need to rewatch Two inside the building, and there was like another one outside. Well, here's the thing though. They also kept the because. Okay, there was like body counts of all these camera guys that all showed up just surprisingly. Here's the thing about the medium. They keep the the production side of it in universe very vague. Um, so they go into it like a National Geographic documentary, which is fantastic. Yeah. It's one of the most gorgeous found footage, found footage. It's really a pseudo-documentary. Okay. Um, like, gorgeous, gorgeous pseudo-documentary. Because I literally, we went into it, and it I was, was just like, is this a horror movie? I was just like, this is gorgeous, you know? You have real. the landscapes oh. of Thailand, forests, and all this spirituality, statues, and just... Oh, it like culture! It felt like a real documentary, cool. and, and the way even that the after, the delivery of like, like the, the way they like casted it. the people felt very like um, Chloe Zhao. It felt like real, real people. Because that's how Chloe Zhao shoots movies mm-hmm. in the desert. So are people receiving it that way? How do you mean? Have have people received it that way? The way that you is have, the reception yes. that yes. way? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that which is great. Like I, I mean, I guess in in reviewing it, I have to kind of talk about where it is that I experienced it. Uh-huh. But that's how you experience it. Right. Is like you, it feels like a documentary. Ooh. And then they keep the production side more vague and all of that. See, but. and that's again, the acting is really stellar in Lake Mungo. The, yeah. the entire yes. time you're like, that dad is fucking it, yeah, cause sad. It's <laughs> it feels real. It feels real. Sad, and you feel bad sad. for it. the parents in the movie because their acting is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you feel oh, the loss, oh, dude. God. See a grown it's, man yeah. cry. Like I said, you you yeah. really feel. And there's another Beautiful. movie, gorgeous film. I think it's called Home Movie. I think it's a British movie, found mm-hmm. footage horror movie about a man who's a family man. It's the dad, and basically he goes insane. He goes through psychosis and mm. dot dot dot. That was also a really good found footage horror movie that I really liked. Um, that. Kind of. Have you seen it? I think I have. Is that the one with Martin oh. Freeman? No. Okay. Uh, actually, I don't think it was called Home Movie. I think I'm roping it in with another found footage horror movie. There's too many of them. There's too many of them. Back to my point. Feel free to correct me because I'm definitely wrong. Video you know what? To DVD. I'm definitely wrong. Set. VHS. Trash. Trash. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. Take it VHS. out of the trash. Trash. Uh-huh. Trash the movie. You know what you got for us in your last and final pick? My last and final pick was Creep. It's yes. a good movie. Yeah. I love this movie. Hundred dollars, so it balances out. Goes wow. Good. Damn. <laughs> right. Woo. And it's Mark Duplass. And his wife. And his wife. Oh, Katie is- Asselton. And um. I just gotta say that for some reason, horror movies, suspense, or thrillers that have somebody who is evil, mm. but like evil mentally, mm. yeah. and done so well, mm-hmm. is where it's at. 
like Mark not only embodies somebody who just immediately makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I've I've encountered so many people like that right? that I think they would act like Mark Duplass's um, mm-hmm. character. I forgot his name, but uh, he's the creep. He's the creep. Yosef. It's iconic. Yosef. Yes, Yosef. Yosef. I have not been able to unsee that performance ever since. I watched um, the one I love, and I I still I love that movie. I I still couldn't unsee it. I love that yeah. movie. He, 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 he marked himself with the creep vibe. Yeah. And so as you progress through the movie, I just realized I'm in love with fucked up people. Like, <laughs> but it's okay. So that's the interesting. It's hard not to be. It's hard not to be, because right? Because he's so charismatic. Right. Because I think, okay, right. I'm such a true crime person mm. that this would fall under a situation of true crime, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where instead of just having somebody tell you about what happened they were murdered yada yada and like the details you see what actually happens in those Mm -hmm. moments and so and so to me i'm like oh this is true crime as it's happening yeah instead of it being told at you Mm -hmm. we're going through what happened it's almost as if okay so here's an example the ice pick killer yeah that's one it's like (laughs) not to exploit that horrible thing that happened or anything but like you said it feels like that's kind of what you're in the process of watching right but you don't know oh my god it's just like it is creepy because yeah. it, it feels like a real dude yeah he's so good at the at funny thing is real creep the way that the movie is framed with him answering the newspaper ad it reminded me of another mark duplass movie but if you had like just created it in a hellverse, oh, no. and that is safety not guaranteed, which is also no, about Mark Duplass putting out a newspaper ad and someone answering it. Yeah. yeah. In that yeah. movie, it's Aubrey Plaza trying to help him get back, go back in time. In this movie, yeah, He's, he wants to kill. Yeah. yeah. And and I adore the second thing that I I love is I just it doesn't matter if it's in a romance movie, a horror movie. I love it when people get obsessed with people. Like mm. that feel, it, limerence it's called, limerence. limerence. And limerence is that like intoxifying urge of either being with someone, making them part of you, making them of you. Mm. It's like, it's like when in romantic comedies, it's that like, I can't get you out of my head. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like throw rocks at your window. Stand outside your window you. with a stereo. It's the whole like, I'm a man, I'm a trope. Yeah. The man, the trope of a man who is so obsessed with a woman that he needs to go get her yeah. and convince her, right? Same with here is that he was so limerent on the the video the person who he invited mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. right it can't became an obsession but also kind of vice versa and yeah. the exploitative nature of of the cameraman exactly mm-hmm. and the thing is is that the cameraman kept going not kept going back but it was obviously very disturbed by his character uh-huh but the fact that he went into his house uh-huh. cut a piece off a piece off of his hair mm-hmm. left a video and said i'm sorry i'm just a fucked up person mm-hmm. and then I'm going to spoil it in the end. You see, I'm not going to lie, that's one of the best non-gory killing scenes I have right. ever seen. Yeah. Just when his axe hits the head. It's just like, well, so he did it. Okay. He, well, the there other, it is. The other character in the movie, Aaron, is the director, Patrick Bryce. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Good for him. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it's, it's a, literally a three-man show. His own murder. Yeah. Yeah, they said that they, that um, basically it was it, he just wanted to make this story. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's all. He didn't really want to do it flashy, mm-hmm. none of that. And and he does such a good job with 
being limerent. Like mm-hmm. that that's the word of the day for me because yeah. it's that obsession that you get. Yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of obsession, it's mm-hmm. just you're obsessed. Well, they yeah. wrote it together and that's one of the things about Mark Duplass movies is a lot of times he's going to write them mm-hmm. and work with whoever's directing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, like I mentioned, I think I mentioned to you earlier Language Lessons, which is one of my favorite movies of yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. He worked with the director. She's the other character across from him. It's only two characters in the uh-huh. movie. It's which him, is... him and uh, Natalie Morales. Oh, really? Uh, and Natalie Morales directs the movie alongside being his Spanish teacher Okay. in the movie. Did he have anything, random, but did he have anything to do with Doug Butter? Do you know? I think he produced it. He definitely produced yeah. it. No, yeah. he did produce it. Yeah. yeah. And what? The last thing I want to say about the Mumble movie Core. is Mumble Core. Yes. Mumble Core. The yeah. lack of this violence. This is Mumble Gore. Yeah, this is Mumble Gore. <laughs> you know, the lack of violence makes the violence. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the violence that you don't see when it comes to manipulating someone, mm-hmm. when it comes to like positioning them to be killed. The narcissism. Like, the narcissism. <laughs> like, it. it the, it's subtle violence, mm-hmm. and and at the end you get the most violence. It's so, coercive violence. Hitchcock right. talked about this. This is Hitchcock's philosophy. Mm. Literally, you ever notice that on in, in all of Hitchcock's horror films, mm-hmm. there's never on-screen violence? Yeah, you're right. Because it's the you're unseen. Right. It's the it's 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 our mind that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Right. What right. is it like the bomb under the table that only the audience knows about? Correct. That he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah. then you see like. I get a little desensitized in horror movies because you see mm-hmm. violence after violence after violence. In mm-hmm. this case, it's huge dichotomy between the rest of the movie yep. where mm-hmm. there's this like weird interactions and mm-hmm. very uncomfortable awkwardness, scenes, mm-hmm. and then the so end where awkward. it is violent. Like, yeah, you get served all your violence at the end. Yeah, yeah. it's like a but nice like, little yeah. plate of. As you're saying, violence. like even the Healthy shot violence. itself, I remember it was like a wide, like a super wide, wasn't it? Huh? Yeah. Of just the filmmaker, super spoiler, the filmmaker sitting on the bench, whack. Yep. That's it, and they're yep. just like, and I see it. Okay. And I, I like get goosebumps on my scalp watching yeah. that. Scene. But it almost it, it's bad because it almost feels like relief because you're let yes. you're you're let go from the grasp of Mark Duplass's scary ass right. like right. close yes. stare. He like gets really close and to the, the camera. He's like. He's not a genuinely scary dude. No, he's he a very lovely dude. Yeah. Okay, so the same thing happened with me and Patrick Wilson when Patrick. Uh, so the first Patrick Hard Wilson, Candy. Hard Candy. Yeah, yes. that was coming. I like that was yes. my first Patrick Wilson movie I ever saw, and he's like a fantastic actor. He very much is. Yes, Patrick flowers, Wilson's flowers, fantastic. Flowers, flowers, Watchmen, all of the Conjuring little films. Little children. Little children. He's fantastic. Yeah. Patrick Wilson's just a good actor. Yeah, great actor, but like Ooh, seeing that. Fucking love Bone Tomahawk. Okay. You know what my problem with Good Bone pick, Tomahawk bro. is? Is when they cut his leg off, they didn't have him bite down on anything. Nope. Don't care. That's why. That's why <laughs> that was what I was like, what are they doing? Don't care. They're cowboys. They ain't got to bite on them. So I was like angry at it. I was like yelling. They're, I was like, Landon's with me on this one. They're cowboys. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> They're cowboys with the whitest teeth I ever got to. Right? Damn no, they didn't have those white teeth back then. Yeah, flashing those pearly, pearly, like Hollywood whites. Okay. Not having him bite down on anything while he cut his leg off. Damn straight. That's what men do. That's what, mm. yeah. That's what real men do. Real men. Chuck Norris. Or Chucks and not bite down on Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, Oh, his death is the worst. Yeah. I love Kurt Russell. That hurt. That hurt. That is a movie that technically would have qualified because it is technically a Western horror film. You're right. Oh my god. It is horrible. And it didn't cost but like three three dollars and forty cents to make. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
For real? <laughs> no, it was not very expensive. I think it was like 1.6. Damn. She's in the middle of the desert. It's, it's, yeah. You do that here in Vegas. Man. Oh, I'm wondering what's going on. I think they actually shot it in Let's New Mexico. Shoot a horror movie. Yes. Come on. I have a camera. Let's do this. Let's go. I actually, we, we have one in the works that we've been working on ever since Sound before footage. our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I, was told, I was told to write 1.8 mil. Nice. Oh, okay, okay, wow. okay, okay. And they yeah. shot it in the desert in Agora. It feels like a high-budget movie, though. It really does. It. Beautiful That director, man, he's so Beautiful good. Beautiful cinematography, gross sound design. S. Craig Zoller, all three of his movies. What is he doing now? The uh, third he, one I didn't like. Yeah, Dragged Across Concrete, mm-hmm. it's not very good. Well, I watched it, and I was like... I loved the uh, the one he did with Vince Vaughn. Yes. Yeah. But it, a, a cell block eight or something like yes, that. Yes, like yeah. a Rollins cell, cell block, block nine. Nine. Yeah, he yeah. beat the shit out of everybody that in the movie. Was, it was Vince great. Vaughn's, that was nice. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Kind of brief comeback. Yeah, it was like dodgeball was like his Well, he's like six home. foot yeah. five, dude. He's yeah. like six five. So, yeah, you want to yeah. use him in that way. I mean, yeah. like, I, I don't know if anyone else could pull off that silly ass head tattoo either. Yeah, it was a stupid tattoo. Yeah, it was a yeah. stupid fucking tattoo. Yeah. But he pulled it off. And, he did. like, yeah. his character. Oh, my God. That was a Brawl great in cell ni- block 99. That's yes. what it was. Okay, okay. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. That was a video game. Yeah, he hasn't done anything since Dragged Across Concrete, which isn't very good. And he worked with Mel Gibson, so. That's an automatic negative points. That's a, that's a red flag. Although, you know, Mel Gibson did direct one of the best, uh, most beautiful movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh, Apocalypto. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Apocalypto. Incredible. That's off topic, what? though. I haven't heard of that. Oh. What is that? Apocalypto is about the Mayans. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's literally, that's what it's about. When was this? 2007? No, it was earlier than that. I've not heard of it. Apocalypto was Wait, like 2004. It's an epic. It's, like it's two, after the Passion of the Christ. Something. Yes, that's yeah. why. And the Passion of the Christ is like 05. Okay, so 2006. You were right. 2006 oh, was was it? And Rudy Youngblood know. is the main character. Yes, he is. And I all just right. so not all mid 2000s horror movies. <laughs> Mr. Jaguar Paw. Yes, Mr. Jaguar Paw. I loved him. Jaguar he was perfect. Paul. That's the main that character's name. name. Yep. Mayans, bro. Liar, dude. Mayans, bro. That's a sacred animal. But Mel Gibson directed Exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. in their language. It's not even in English. It's yep. in the it's in Mayan. Mayan language. My two yeah. brain is very confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> How does that even happen? <laughs> What's happening? Okay, well, I guess I have to watch it. You it's have so to watch good. it. It's okay, so okay. good. Is it available anywhere? Uh, no, One, two, let me see. Movies. I knew it. it. Uh, it's on Freebie, so it's on Amazon. Oh. The Freebie app. Perfect. Oh, freebie. It's, so it's free to watch. Oh, okay. With commercials. Yeah, that's fine. Lots of, lots yeah. of commercials. Yeah, every like uh, 15, uh, every 15 uh, minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. anime, like Crunchyroll. Oh, mm. I, can't, I don't know if we I We have Funimation, so we don't know. You get like Arby's commercials. <laughs> All the commercials oh, that I've been missing. Arby's. Dum, dum, dum. We have the meats. We have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like your final pick there. That was uh, creep. Creep was creep is good. You know what? It, Fantastic. I loved movie. it because of the fact of the obsession and the more human thing of like mental illness mm-hmm. and how that can like and how that plays a huge part in horror. I love that you mentioned the narcissism because my final pick she does did. does have to yeah. deal with narcissism as well. Narcissism ah. has been like the thing, yes. right? That's like, usually a serial killer's thing too, yeah, right? Yeah, antisocial personality disorder <laughs> and narcissism are kind way. of like, yeah. <laughs> like butters, butter and muffins, you know? Yeah. You just put the butter on top of the muffin. Landon! <laughs> Last pick, what you got, buddy? Oh my gosh, okay. Oh, oh, well, oh, you already you know me. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah! Yes. But, I'm going to throw y'all a zinger. 
Oh, no. Um, so this movie is uh, based off of Texas Chainsaw. Uh, this movie is also a low budget, and it's called Skin Deep. Oh, it I know this! one of my like, <laughs> all-time favorite horror movies. Cheesy, it's funny, there's uh, romantic comedy in it, there's <laughs> gore. This movie's so dumb, I love it! <laughs> Gabriel Bartalos, who did freaking... Um, he did special makeup effects for Leprechaun, uh, Darkman, which I haven't seen. I really Darkman's amazing, dude. Godzilla, That's a Sam Raimi film. Tim and Eric, like he's done oh, wow. a lot. I watched a whole YouTube video on him just walking through his house and all the props that he's done, and he runs a school, like a make a special really. Makeup and this is a this is the Italian film, isn't it? I don't think it's Italian. No, Skin Deep. Yeah. Um, but man, it's like. It's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre-esque. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, like, you know, this, like, psychotic family and, you know, these teenagers are trapped on this farm trying to escape and all that. And you have, like, these ridiculous characters. Uh, Warwick Davis. Oh! <laughs> Willow! Daddy. He's called Plates. <laughs> <laughs> he has these little, like, ceramic plates that he throws at people like frisbees and it slices their heads off and what? stuff. And it's <laughs> this movie has everything. It has a monster truck. This movie truck already sounds fucking oh incredible. God, they thought one. of everything. Oh my god. This movie already sounds amazing. They thought of everything. It's epic. Didn't it's we really... like rank You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> oh my god. I have it on DVD. Yeah, It took okay. me so long to find this and I was researching it because I used to rent it at Blockbuster <laughs> when I was a kid. And oh I was my like, god. I, just reading the back cover, looking at the back cover, it just has like just little pictures mm-hmm. throughout the movie of just like people covered in gore and just dead. And, <laughs> and you were like, that's what I want to watch. That looks like Mad God. <laughs> oh my God. The poster itself looks very Mad God-esque. I would not have picked that up because <laughs> I would have been upset. Yeah. Okay, so I remember this. Landon showed this. I yeah. took a second to get the memory mm-hmm. going, but I remember like the special effects and the practical makeup was just so absurd and so silly, but also just... You could tell the director threw his whole our bussy into it. You know, head explosions. Our pussy. He, I mean, he is he is a stop motion. Dear God, this looks incredibly dumb, and I love it. Uh, yeah, it's dumb, and but it's there's fun. There's Warren Davis on the back with his plates. Look at him. He's sitting on the shoulders. Yeah. What? They look like he looks like one of the Hellraiser demons. Look at him. Full sunglasses, it's, love it. Yeah, the big, uh, the big brain dude was my, probably my favorite because uh-huh. it was really gross. Just this big old inflamed yeah. brain guy, yeah. toddling around. Yeah, I, I would probably watch that too if it, if I knew it was a humorous <laughs> horror. I would totally it watch is, it. It is, yeah, because it's yeah. just like I, I honestly don't remember the plot. It's just like some girl <laughs> tries to escape these gross ass monsters. Should it be Texas Chainsaw Massacre too? Yeah, essentially, uh, yeah. Mixed with like Hills Have Eyes. Ooh, things. Mm-hmm. Hills Have Eyes freak me out. I, yeah. I know, same honestly. This movie, it take it puts you into that kind of universe. You don't really know what the storyline is so much, but these mm-hmm. people are just moving. You know, through these rooms of this house, trying to get out, and each room has something ridiculous. You know, like mm-hmm. the big brain dude, mm-hmm. and there's like you know just scary monsters. Yeah, and like, I love it. It's fun. Just a great job it's them. a good time. And this came out in 2004, from what I could see. Did it really? Oh, it's a direct DVD. <laughs> I thought it came out in the 80s, bro. <laughs> it looks like it, right? It does. I thought it was like 
like mid nineties. So like, we're going top. back to like the worst of the two thousands, <laughs> but <laughs> also the best. Good. I mean, top. that would be like what, like the two thousands, like video nasty kind of like. It's it's basically it's like, it's like, the VHS Renaissance. VHS Hollywood horror. video. Yeah. Because in the, in the early 90s, there was a renaissance where they would shoot a lot of horror films on VHS because of the shitty quality. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was cheap. Uh, and they shot a lot of stuff that way. In fact, The Blair Witch Project was shot on VHS. We love her. It's not 35 millimeter. It's not even her. 16 millimeter. That shit's VHS handicap. V-H-I-L. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But, dude, I that, I didn't even... I'm, it's not my last pick. Uh, okay. That is... That is not a movie I'd, I'd ever even heard of. <laughs> Which, how often does that happen? It's a guilty pleasure. Not often. It's often. very niche. I don't, and I like don't I said, know if that's ever happened. It took, me, it took me years. I was going through Reddit posts and asking tons of people in all these horror mm. fan Dude, you pulled one out just trying now. Trying to like mm. find this movie. See, he has like, he has some obscure... I like this shit. pick. I'm never watching this movie, but I like this pick. <laughs> Just watch the kill scenes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Go on YouTube yeah. somehow. You find the kill scenes. Yeah, exactly. The like, YouTube compilation. Yeah. Yeah. Better than Scanners? Because Scanners' head blow-up scene is pretty good. Even the OG uh, Maniac. Oh, yeah. That one's good, it's too. Got, it's got more going on than Scanners. I'll say that. Oh, man, Scanners has got the thing, the iconic scene, but that's oh. just got a lot going on. It does. It's that's got true. its characters. It's fine. I love that pick, man. It's a, like Hellraiser when all the Cenobites walk out. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just like I have it stuck in my head, and we were talking about found footage earlier, and we're talking about bad movies, you know, like Skin Deep, for example. But but these guys, Skin Deep, delivers the the props, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But it's Frankenstein's Army. You guys haven't seen oh. it? No, I haven't seen it. It's not much of a storyline, but holy crap, the practicals and like the costuming uh-huh. that they put into this movie—just yeah. so, so many different uh, characters. It's set up during World War II uh-huh. um, when they're experimenting on people and they're building basically a Frankenstein's army. Is it Army um, of Frankenstein's or Frankenstein's army? Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's army yeah. should be. Yeah. But yeah, basically, Dr. Frankenstein the, is a Nazi. I found he's it. Building a bunch of which creatures. I mean. Could have happened. Is this a Scandinavian <laughs> film? I have no Is it really? It's Czech Republic and, and Dutch. Oh, okay. Dutch. I mean, what a combo. Can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that as Americans. He lo- yeah, he loves Frankenstein's And It's just because the, I literally don't even watch the first half of the movie. I watch mm-hmm. the second half all the way to the end because mm-hmm. the monsters, and it feels like you're walking through a haunted house. Yeah. Ooh. And they have these giant swinging pendulum arms and, like, you know, giant claw heads. These, like, mutants, like, just, No, I'm literally looking at them. They're horrific looking. Yeah. Horrific looking. And you don't want to be stuck <laughs> in this situation. There's literally a guy uh-uh. running around like, fuck that, fuck that. How like, cute is that, uh, though? Look at this guy. scythe hands. Yes. It was so funny. There was a, on YouTube. We I can tell up, you. We looked up, um, or I looked up, like, Frankenstein's army, and someone remixed or edited a bunch of the monsters with Nine Inch Nails reptile. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, this goes hard. I'm okay. like, ooh, ooh, this, this scratches a bitch I didn't know I had. Yeah. For the video. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like something that I would have gotten sent from like uh, one of those B-movie places that always sends me all their B-movies, like yeah. Velocirapaster. What? Oh, no. Velocipastor. That that company is called. A, I'll show you. I'll show you. Velocipastor. It's a Velociraptor, Velociraptor pastor. 
I'm not kidding you. Both so, with the rat tail, right? No. No. No, he's oh. got the cloth. He's got the oh, nice okay. haircut. This, the, the company, October <laughs> Coast, they'll tend to send me like really bad horror films. This sounds like something October Coast would have sent me. Oh, my God. What you're describing. It's better than that. It's better than that. Way it's, better than that. Yeah. Pass is pretty fucking good, man. It's so oh, it's so terrible. God. It's so terrible. Even, even me, I'm just like. It's so terrible. Sometimes you just need some cheesy slasher. <laughs> just you do. something you turn your brain off to, and yeah. you're like, I don't laugh yeah. at. Yeah, laugh. I mean, some, this sounds like it'll get the job fun. done, Landon. I'm not gonna lie to you. Skin deep definitely will, but <laughs> Frankenstein's army is a little bit more serious. Tries to take itself more seriously. You know, it's a found footage, but he's literally the, the dude who's filming it is like he has a film. He has like a giant like reel. Yeah, which yeah, how does that? Like how would that even work? It's like in the what fifties or something? No, not even. 40s, it's like in the in the yeah in the early forties. It would have taken place. Uh, uh, which like watching. So I watched reality, the movie with like, him because he was raving about it, right? And I was like, when is this supposed to be set? Like the two thousands? Nope, World War Two. It's supposed to be set in World War Two. Do you II. hear like the? Do you hear the? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you do. You and hear the cranking and all that. throughout the movie, and it, like, spins out. But he's out still cranking it the up, entire time. Yeah, but... But, I mean, it is you, what it is. Wait, it's does he replace the film? Because that shit only he lasts, does. like, 20 minutes. He does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does, and it's like... He's replacing it while he's running away from the monsters. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> that so sounds stupid. amazing. Yeah. I love it's it. He's like, he's, like, just doing this, and... I love it. Oh All right, Shay, what's your very final pick? Okay, remind me again. What what is our um, max? Five million dollars. Okay, perfect, perfect. So my last pick, I have honorable mentions, but my last pick is okay. Let me pitch this to you. Okay. Here so we go. there's a kid, and he lives in a well-off family. You know, he's living the life, kind of Marty McFly, but if he was rich, you know, he mm-hmm. has a great family. He's got a girlfriend who he loves. And he's he's doing he's doing things. He's living it up good like well off teenager. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, he's um he's in a cult where uh rich people are literally melding into each other and trying to sacrifice him and trying to eat his soul and like suck up his youth, literally to the point of uh humongous amounts of gore and sex and there's a lot there's a lot of orgy going on and it's really gross and there's a lot of um what do you call it? (laughs) Viscera and uh, I can't even. I can't. I, there's a lot of a pastor to take care of this kid. Society. <laughs> that's society, bro. What are you gonna do? Society. That's a movie. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. But yeah, no. My my last pick is Society, which is what is it? The year 1989. 89. Ooh, um. Okay. I think I should. Okay. So it, it's one of those movies where you just have to see. It's like when. It's like one of those movies that are always in Watch Mojo thumbnails, right? Okay. Because it's like the last five minutes are all clickbait, right? Clickbait worthy. You have the most amount of gore and like, like <laughs> it's gorgy. It's a gorgy film. Is the thing is that for some reason <laughs> I said I don't like gore, right? But mm-hmm. here's the thing: if mm-hmm. it's too gory, gory, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. It's if it's a little bit of gore, I'm okay with it. But if it's like a zombie movie, I can't. It's just like the <laughs> most obnoxious amount of gore. It's not blood; it's gore. It's literally Ooh, like these clutching. people, these rich ass people who are creatures who are in this cult, combining their efforts, literally their bodies, into this kind of from beyond kind of which Ooh. is that. Movie. Yeah, we, we like the reanimator from beyond kind of thing where the they're blob. just 
the blob. They're combining yeah. each other. Their faces are amazing. And they're rich people. And they're all rich people. Okay, you know what? That's what I think rich it's people It's a listen, silly, silly satire. Listen, I'm the totally okay. I've seen of the movie. Uh-huh. Like, we watched this movie. I'm like, totally okay with any it. movie where the rich eat each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Totally fine with this. I was reading some of the details, and apparently there's a, a shunting scene that's uh, very infamous. Which shunting? Wait, shunting? Shunting. What does that What's, mean? What's a shunt? I don't know what a fucking shunt is. Well, um, a shunt is when you... Watch your mouth. You know, put... T- you sir! <laughs> I would. <laughs> you would. But you shunted. My mother used to curse like a sailor, my friend. <laughs> Lovely woman. What the heck is a shunt? Miss her very much. <laughs> a shunt is the thing they put in your vein to get the blood open when you have a, a blockage. So it's an opening. It, yeah, it was probably that. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably the least of it. No, so, that is the least of it. But the shunting scene, when I guess when they shot it, there was a the, the room they were in. There was a sign that says "Abandon all hope, all ye who enter here." Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Before you even went in the room to go shoot the scene. Oh my god, it's cute. Oh, that's dope. But uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, I, uh my honorable mentions are much. My- yeah, I don't know what this movie is, but you it sounds- don't. Ding! I chose one that Wilden know. Wow! And two she never two. does that. Success! Two for two damn. success. God damn. Yeah. I did it. Y'all bringing wow. the zingers Not today, man. Not, they can't all be zingers, but sometimes they are. Well, especially with horror, since it's not his genre. Exactly. I'm not surprised that you had two that you didn't know. This is my this is my area. But yeah, so society... I, uh, I don't really honestly have that much to say about society other than if you enjoy gore and practical effects, the 80s, all this different stuff. It's a silly, silly satire. It doesn't go that deep. It's called Society. It's about like the rich and how the rich eat. Um, literally, okay, so here's a light spoiler. Literally, the main character isn't even, doesn't even belong to the family he belongs uh-huh. to. He's adopted. He, he was adopted. He was kidnapped. He was stolen. Oh. Basically, basically, he's a sacrifice. His entire family are a bunch of like culty, like, like ghouls. They're not even ghouls. It's not even really explained what they are, but they just like turn into these monstrous, like giant bulbous pieces of flesh that combine and, and stretch. And it's just like also goosey and like disgusting and like everyone's having sex everywhere and they're all old. <laughs> <laughs> There's just old balls everywhere. There's old balls no, everywhere. There's vagina. Balls. There's moaning. And I'm there's... looking at the at the movie poster, and it explains everything <laughs> that you're saying. I mean, there's a face coming out of a butt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the least of it. I think someone enters somebody else, like a whole person. Like, they literally eat people. What the hell is this movie? I'm like, so surprised you guys haven't even heard of it. So why would I want to watch this? You know I would, uh, because you do. Because it's like, oh. I would only watch it to see rich people eat each other because I love rich people yes. eating each other. Exactly. I despise this rich is a different people. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Fuck you well, guys. They do want you to eat them. They do want you to eat them. True. I mean, yeah. Listen, we got Jeff Bezos in the microwave <laughs> right now. <laughs> I will cook them and eat them. We got Bill Gates in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Bezos, get it. Bezos is for dessert. 
this white meat is a little dry. <laughs> <laughs> but Love yeah, it. no. That's you so know what's ironic is that cannibalism grosses me out so much. <laughs> this is like cannibalism, but not like eating cannibalism, like, mm, like Hannibal in like mm-hmm. a dainty Hannibal. way. This is cannibalism where like, oh, you're a human. Mystery flesh. <laughs> oh, like, wow. Ingesting entire pasta, people. Like, it could be whatever, yeah. Just yeah. mystery flesh. Just yeah. mystery. <laughs> exactly. What do we it's have today? Mystery flesh. What do we have today? Five foot three white woman. Enjoy. Mystery flesh sounds like a horror movie in and of itself. Mystery flesh. It's like mystery men. With less bowling balls. Or more bowling balls. More, Maybe more. A lot more bowling balls. That is a weird pick, uh, but a good one. I highly recommend. Right. Highly recommend. Uh, not much to say on it. It's a mystery fest, orgy movie. We're having a Maryland Parkway crackhead. Watch it. She's baked at 370 degrees for four hours. About 5 p.m. this afternoon. Embroiled. Embroiled. Put her in the pressure cooker. Jesus Christ, Landon. Because you could cook the meat with the vegetables, and then you got the rice cooking on. Now, the very last film suggestion, which is my very last suggestion, Ooh, is a it. horror comedy oh. from yeah. 2017, oh, God. Oh. written oh. and directed by Anna Biller. Oh it my is God. The Love Witch. Oh, okay! Yes! Go off! So The Love Witch yes. is about it's a comedy horror film mm-hmm. about a witch who makes spells in order to make men fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. Sounds like me at 12 years old. And then she, you know, <laughs> does, she does what she needs to do. But, okay, can you, okay, so I'm going to let you explain the technical and the production side of this. That's exactly what I was going to get into is mm-hmm. we mentioned 35mm earlier. This is the last film that was ever shot and Whoa. edited on a 35mm negative. It looks it is gorgeous. Looking. Yeah, the Jesus guy they got the to do it, alone. the guy they got to shoot the film wow. is notoriously good at shooting genre mm-hmm. and being able to get the genre. I, when I saw the film, I thought it was a 60s film. Right? Oh, wow, yeah. I'm and looking at the picture. It looks like, legitimately like a giallo yeah. or Hitchcock. It seems like it's 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 a, it's a faux giallo because it's mm-hmm. not a giallo because right. there's no... You know, it, we know who the right. we know who did it. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it was her. <laughs> yeah. um, but it has this like 60s hippie kitsch to it mm-hmm. on top of being a witch movie. Oh, we did watch this. Holy witch yeah, we did. <laughs> it ties into the theme that uh, that Shay wanted, which was witches. Precisely. Yeah. Oh my god. Why I made this film the last film that I no. picked. No, okay, we better do that at some point in my mm-hmm. life or I'm going to be bad. Um, it examines love and desire and in the case of our lead character, narcissism. It also <laughs> sort of breaks the femme fatale archetype love me. and just love drops me. it wide open. <laughs> this film is insane. Anna Biller is a crazy woman, and I love this movie. It's, it's also super fucking funny. Is, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen those comedies from the '60s funny. where everybody's doing like this. Yeah, yeah. It's like that mixed with like a horror film mixed with like a witch film. It's all those elements, and it's shot in such a way where it looks like it's from the '60s. I don't know how they fucking did it, but I think it's because they edited. Directly on the thirty-five millimeter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they uh, they cut the film out of the it, negative. It is beautiful looking. Yeah, like I'm trying to find the one quote here from the movie that everyone's taking for TikTok now. Oh, really? Yeah, because now it's like a, an infamous TikTok song, but I can't find which quote it is. Is it the one about men being fragile? Um, <laughs> no. Tampons <It's>, are gross. <laughs> no, I'm on IMDb too. They don't have a. Oh. 
Love me, love me, love me. Is that the one? No, it's not, but love. it's one of them. <laughs> what do you know about love? What you call love is a borderline personality disorder, or worse. And what I love is the acting is purposely campy. It's Samantha uh, Robinson is a really good actress. What Because I've looked up. What else has she been? She in? just did a short film that you reviewed, actually, for your consideration. For your consideration. Did you review that? Somebody did. We just we just for your we consideration. Yeah. She's also in camp. She's also in camp. And she is in I Once Upon a camp. Time in Hollywood. She's in a Tarantino. Oh, wow. Well, to be fair, everyone was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's fair. Which I was like, who was it? There were a couple actresses in there where I was just like, where are they? And I couldn't even find them. Okay. Yeah, no, she's a really she's really good in this movie. And I, as Elaine, the, 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 the witch herself, she's mm-hmm. hypnotizing. Mm-hmm. She, she hypnotizes you. And with her performance, <laughs> you're like, oh, whatever the witch says. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got it. I love this fucking movie. It's so oh, wait, cool. wait. I'm it's gonna play such a little. A cool movie. I'm gonna play a little snippet. Please send me a beautiful, sweet man to love me as I love him. To love me. Love me. Love me. Love me. <laughs> Love me. Love me. Literally me at 15. <laughs> 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 literally me before I met my husband. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Hey. Hey. Loneliness does weird yeah, things, okay? Does. It does. You're bored too, so. You're bored, you're horny. What What else are you supposed to do, okay? And at 15, all that energy has to go somewhere. Yeah. But um, also speaking on that, like, you know, the production behind this is immaculate. The cinematography it's is so amazing. Beautiful. So the beautiful. The projection screen behind her while she's yep. driving. Yep. Accurate. Accurate. What I love is they shot this movie like it was in the 60s. But not just that, it looks lovely on top of that. But with a, a modern eye. Mm-hmm. And. The director, Anna Biller, has actually said on camera that she looked at the film from a feminist standpoint. Mm, mm. So there's a lot of non-toxic, because there's a lot of toxic femininity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there, she, took a, she took a non-toxic feminist view, because at no point are the men bad in this movie. Okay. <laughs> but they do get what they deserve. <laughs> so, so, like, what do you mean they're not bad? They're not so, like, bad men. Oh, okay. They're just men. Do they reject so kind of promising young woman kind of No, because in promising young women, those guys are a bunch of assholes. Well, yeah, yeah, they are. Those guys are assholes. But they get what's coming to them. Correct. So are you saying it's the same kind of karmic It's more of a, yeah, it's a karmic, because they're never mean to Elaine. Mm. They're just overall bad dudes. Oh, okay. Whereas in promising young woman, they're directly dicks to the main character in promising young women. Uh, Yeah. Which is why she... Disposes them and exposes them. She never kills them in Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Which is, oh, we could have a whole thing about Promising Young It's a great film. Too. Oh my god. It's great. Bolt Burnham. <sighs> Excellent men movie. Mm-hmm. Excellent mm-hmm. men movie. Excellent. Uh, but it, this movie is insane. Um, great movie. Yeah. I, th- I figured you guys a would like plus, this. Plus, thank you for including a witch movie. <laughs> Even though we still need to have a witch themed podcast. Yeah. Which we you will. Focus, focus 2 coming out. Like, oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even we like the first to, one. You know, what? reviewer, we have As to a kid, wait. I liked it. Uh, but, yeah. It's cute. It's a cute movie. I don't like it. 
Please, please. Wait, what's what's his name? Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Yeah. Doug Jones. Meh. The black cat. Meh. Um, he the black cat is played by crap. I forgot his name, but he's in CSI, and I adore him so I much. I feel like I know who you're talking about. Um, but he plays Thackeray Binks. <laughs> Thackeray, it's Thackeray Binks, right? Thackeray. What was the budget? For the Love Witch, Sean Murray. Uh, the the budget, I had to look it up, and there's nothing about what what the budget was. Really? That's how you know it's low budget. That's how you know there's yeah. nothing. But there, uh, what uh, what uh, Samantha Robinson was saying was thirty percent of the budget went to the crew, which is a very high number. Oh wow! Oh, that's good. They were paying union rates, and, and it was a non-union job. Has she job. done anything else recently? Really? Samantha, Ro- yeah, she just did Welcome they to Tarzan. Union rates without being a non-union job. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, they wanted to do that because they wanted to get the best people for the job. Mm. So that 30% of their budget was just paying the people working on set, which is really cool. The only other film that I feel like could even faintly compare to The Love Witch in recent memory is Pearl. But Pearl doesn't even go as far to... to Make it look that way? Make it look that way. Like, it, it does, in a sense, look that way, but it's still, like, very, like, saturated Technicolor, obviously a contemporary film, which no one's asking it to be filmed... On film in, in 35. No. And it's funny because Black. Ty West directed one of my honorable mentions. No. No. I'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, Do it was one of his know? earlier films. I believe he did. Is not House of the Devil? No. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, yeah, that's The Love Witch. Guys, let's get to our honorable mentions. Yes. So I'm going to give you guys a, a chance to sort of name some of the other films you considered. Gina, go ahead. I, you know what's really dumb is that I said an honorable mention earlier in the episode. Now I don't remember what the honorable That's mention That's okay. Everybody is. can just oh. rewind and go back and then re-listen yeah, to it. Yeah, there you go. Just yeah. jump in. That was my honorable mention, it. people. Yeah. 13 Ghosts. Uh, I don't... No, yeah, that, that budget no, was that wasn't a, No, no. Low budget horror movies under $2 million yeah. is mm-hmm. what I'm going to So, at. what did you have for me for honorable mentions there? Uh, uh, he just jumped kinda, in last minute. We talked about them, like, honestly. Yeah. Perfect. Shay, I know you have like an entire dictionary full. Uh, I always do. I I always come in clutch because... What? She was going. No, what what, what was it? Oh, mine was the Babadook. Oh, okay. Oh, It didn't even scare me. I just thought it was... Well, it was so much fun. Honestly, it scared me. It scared you? The Babadook, once you realize what it's about, isn't scary, but it's such a fucking good movie. But no, because I've had dreams about like creatures like the Babadook. Yeah. yeah. No, when the Baba Duke like lands on her while she's sleeping was the scariest part to oh me because I've had dreams like that. That movie's so like, good. Like literally, a creature is on the ceiling and then it's just like. And it ah. did, it didn't do well. No. In in no. Australia, right? No. Yeah. No, it didn't do well in Australia, but really? internationally, it made. That's because here in the much, U.S., it made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Mark yeah. Ramone creamed over yeah. that shit. <laughs> we actually bought a notebook that is the Baba Duke notebook. Nice. My heart. I love that. I love that story. I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. Whether it's in a rhyme or in a book, you can't get rid of the Babadook. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Slay. Great pick. It was such a. It was such a kukui movie. It was a very kukui movie. Yep. Kukui was the Babadook, and I I was like, "Yep, that's the kukui right there." I remember you. Good stuff. I like that. What do you got? What what kind of what what big ass list you got over there for me? Okay, so it's not like as big ass as usual, but um, so when I was talking about Suicide Club, I was also going to mention Neroy. I haven't seen Um, that one. 
Which, I mean, that's fine, but Narai is really fun, and it's got some, if you don't know what sort of iconicism it has going for it, it's really, really fun, because then they kind of surprise you, it's this whole kind of sprawling, I would compare it almost to the wailing, where it has all these different aspects to it, and almost has some sort of comedy going for it, just mm -hmm. because of the characters themselves kind of take themselves lightly as human beings, but at the same time, they're following these very dark subject matters and these mm. very dark occurrences, and it ends up being and feeling very much like a cursed movie. Um, and the ending is just like, <sighs> disgusting. Just <laughs> kiss, disgusting. To, to narrate what she did, she kissed her hand, it went out into the air like a chef's kiss, and then Not it the said... Media. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> so yeah, we have Neroy, the curse of uh, blah, blah, blah. yeah. There's that, and then I also have Hell House LLC, which is um. I feel like the cult status is going to catch up to this film a little bit more. It's because it's this big. It's I'm making a very tiny, small amount of. Between yeah, my fingers. Yeah, like, it's a very tiny film. Very, very, very tiny yeah. film, which I barely even heard of. Did it. Did I send I you that one? No. No, it's like what mid two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a little further back, and it's a trilogy. It has uh, I fun. still yeah, it was We're fun. Landon watch watched it with too. me. Um, we still need to watch the other two, but yeah, it was really fun. Basically, yeah. it's a, it's an unabashed haunted house movie, mm. but creepy things, actual creepy things, happen in a haunted house. Yeah. Which, like, if you're me who grew up with stories of like actual horrible things happening in haunted houses. Um, for one, like the whole urban legend of a person being eaten alive in a haunted house and no one doing anything about it because yeah. they thought it was part of the haunted house. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was this whole thing where, like, I don't know if it was real, but it was an urban legend of a homeless homeless person eating a child alive or a, a teenager, a person uh -huh. in a tub alive, and they were screaming for help, and no one would help them because they thought it was part of the house. Uh -huh. So it's that kind of vibe. It's not that extreme, but it's fun. It's uh -huh. paranormal, like activity and it was actually filmed in a, a real haunted house oh um so there's that one uh, another found footage movie and then i have Seder, of course because yes that one came out last year yes or two years maybe yeah maybe because yeah. i saw it like when it was pretty much making its circuit i reviewed it and it came entirely as a surprise i would say it's a combination between the taking of Deborah Logan and Blair Witch Project but even more obscure and this is one of those felt. blind i sent it to her because i didn't want to watch it <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be cheesy. I thought it was going to be one of those, like, oh, cheesy, like, people running around with a dude dressed up in a costume. Right, right. It is absolutely not It ain't that. that. It's <laughs> like, it's an Alzheimer's movie. I'll say that. It's an Alzheimer's movie? It's terrifying. I'm not going to say anything other okay. than that. It's just creepy. It's terrifying, and it feels real because you have, like, these yeah. witch, the witch-esque kind okay. of um, I'm looking at pictures, and it... It looks it's pretty legit. It's creepy, and there's paranormal stuff happening, but you don't actually know what's really going on, other than there's people trying to talk about, like, this entity. There's family involved. There's older people involved, and you're trying to connect the pieces. The visuals are creepy. The mm -hmm. acting is brilliant because it's very minimal. It's a very minimal movie, yeah. surprisingly. But um, it was Minimal is the best. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. I think horror works better when it's minimal. Minimal. Yeah. Right. When when it's ambiguous. Yeah. But minimal is exceptionally rare. Uh, like, because horror is like, you can, you know, you could be well, hereditary. Most horror words. directors are horror fanboys first, and mm -hmm. they don't know how to separate that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk about, a in one of my honorable mentions, a guy who's in a horror movie that I'm going to mention who directed another horror movie that's mm -hmm. available to qualify for this list mm -hmm. that 
did that exactly that. He reined it in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what else you got? Um, I also have Long Pigs, which is another. Oh, cover. I know what Long Pigs. You means. know what it is. Finally, I know someone who knows uh, what I'm talking about. I listen to a lot of true crime, and so I know what Long Pig means. Oh, okay, okay. So you know what it means, uh, but it's actually I've funny. So it. this one, I would actually. So it's a found footage horror, but I would consider uh-huh. it horror comedy. Uh-huh. It's a pseudo documentary about the, this camera crew who follows around cannibal who. Oh. Like, treats it as his own cooking show. And, like, nice. they they follow him Jesus as he tracks down. I think it's Canadian, too. It's oh. Canadian. Of course it's fucking Canadian. It's fucking Canadian. <laughs> I just looked it up. It's Canadian. I lo- yeah, thank you. I love Canadian. I've seen this movie more than once. That's how enjoyable it is to me. Because, literally, it's it's gross. And it's, like, it's gory. It's not as gory as you would think, especially in modern filmmaking. It literally says severe under IMDb. I mean, it's not that severe. <laughs> Corny. I've seen, I've seen, <laughs> but the, it's funny. The, and the, the way a quarter that, of a million Canadian, that's like $187,000. I was very close to mentioning this movie, but I'm pretty sure I already mentioned this movie on a list. You did. One. Yeah, I did. But I'm still going to mention this movie and give it its flowers because no one knows about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so funny how like tongue in cheek it is. The camera crew is just like, should we be doing this? But like, of course we are because we're a camera crew and we're going to exploit the shit out of what we're seeing here. Yeah. And the cannibal is just so nonchalant about what he's doing. He's literally like Ida what Ida Garden? Ida like the barefoot contessa. Like yeah. like showing how he strips down and cuts down these people and then like cooks them like Hannibal. And he's so nonchalant about it. And I'm just like He's like, Oh, I think that guy over here across the street I've been talking to him for a long time, eh? He looks really good. That's literally You know, you know you know, he doesn't look like he's got a dry meat on his bones, eh? He doesn't have a dry meat on his bones, eh? Oh, my God. It's so so good, though. That's a really fun one. Oh, yeah, you saw it. Yeah, that's a really fun one. I don't even remember how I discovered that one, just, like, in the decrepit asshole of YouTube. Um, And then I I also have Starry Eyes, which was actually a Kickstarter. I love Starry Eyes. I've seen that one. About the model? Yes. Seen that one. Uh, Aspiring She's also in um, Cam. Yes, she is. Wait, no, she's not. She's the lead actress in Cam. No, she's not. I'm pretty sure. No, she's not. No, she's not. Yes, she is. No, she's not. Nope. Yes, she is. Nope, she's not. But she was in Midnight Mass. Alex Esso? Yes. She was in Midnight Mass. You're right. Yeah. She was in Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Great movie. Um, about, you know, just one, Sorry, another one of those. fucking sick. I love that movie. I love that movie. It's another one of those movies about how hard it is to break into the industry mm-hmm. as an actress, as a woman, how you get preyed upon, mm-hmm. all these different things. The... The performances are amazing, especially by Alex. Oh, Alex is so good in this movie. Is an amazing actress in general. She was great in Midnight Mass and in countless, like pretty much every other thing she's ever been in. Homewrecker is a really stupid horror comedy she's in. I forgot she did. I review that. No. What was it called? I think I sent it to you, but you didn't. Homewrecker. Did I not? No, I. You never wrote it up. I didn't. No. Oh, it was that bad. Whoops. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> it's, it wasn't bad. She's I'm good sorry. in it, but she's great in it, and I like the other actress in it. It was yeah. just. A very it. unsavory movie. Yes. <laughs> I'll say that. That's why I sent it to you. Yeah, it was unsavory, unsavory. and I, it was an, yeah, unsavory and annoying, and I didn't like it. No, great pick. I love Starry Eyes. Good, good and then, um, I've seen that one. Yeah. And then I also have May, which I didn't mention because I mentioned it in our LGBTQIA yes, plus okay. uh, uh, horror episode. Great movie. Heartbreaking ending. Um, fantastic lead actress. Um, like I said, queer friendly yeah. and talks about just basically how, how lonely people can 
like loneliness can cause lonely people to do horrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, the Woman, the uh, sequel to The Offspring, another cannibal movie, which is one of my. F- that that was perfect timing. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. That was terrifying. That, that was terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a real like, fucking scream. Are you okay? Are y'all good? He's good. Oh he's my playing, god. <laughs> he's playing video games. He's playing Fortnite. What's <laughs> out of bloody murder screen? Holy shit. All I shit. heard was a bloody <laughs> murder screen. <laughs> Dude, that was so good. Back in my Call of Duty days, I would have screamed like that. Uh, <laughs> if I lost, I would have rage screamed and through my remote. Oh Men God. in video games with are scary. Cool. They are their own horror movie when Just they're playing like, video games. So, I like those picks. Mm-hmm. What, anything else on your list? Um, yeah, I already mentioned Rorschach, which is very like no one's seen it no kind of thing. So, it. if you want to be one of those people who's be who who can be like, hey, I've seen a movie that you have. If you want to be a horror hipster, <laughs> horror hipster, um, Rorschach. It's probably a full like the full length thing. Full length movie is on YouTube. Um, because it's another one of those movies that people build from the ground up, but feels very realistic. Schramm, which is uh, a German movie about a serial killer, very melancholic, um, mm. a lot like angst. Um, yeah, but it, it's elevated only because Oof. last year at Fantastic Fest, it was either Fantastic or Fantasia, one of my favorite stop motion animators of all time, Robert Morgan, created I Will Tomorrow I Will Be Dirt. Which was kind of a you, spiritual follow Last year up. at Fantasia. It was yep. part of the shorts program. Yeah, I will be Follow that up to Shram, which I didn't even, when I watched that short, I, you know, as I do, I always research the movie, and it turns out it's a follow up to the movie Shram. And Shram is a oh, very it's like a short. It's like eight minutes long. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Robert Morgan is. Still a, took like four years to make because it's yeah. stop motion. <laughs> exactly. But Robert Morgan, I guarantee you, is like one of the best, if not the best, horror stop motion animators slash. Stop motion animator. Period. He worked on Nightmare Before this Christmas. Terrifying, I'm honestly. Sure. Yeah. If it's stop no, motion, all, it stop only gets. Motion is so creepy. If you look yeah. through um, Robert Morgan's filmography, it only gets worse. Yeah. Oh. It only gets way. It looks like a tool video sh- yeah. shot yeah. in hell. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Mad God, but Mad God, mm-hmm. but yeah. Robert Morgan. Yeah. So we love you. I can't. I can't jack off Robert Morgan's work enough. I'll never <laughs> stop talking Before, about it. <laughs> and um, my last pick, which is the, uh, it's actually, um, so a lot of the works that I have, I don't actually have any recorded budget for, but the lowest recorded um, budget I have for a movie is $60,000, and that was the, uh, the Blair Witch Project. Mm. Yep. And those are my picks. Mm-hmm. Blair Witch Project, which made $196 million. Mm-hmm. As it what Give a it- big difference right there. Give it there. its flowers because it's incredible. people can say what they want. I love that movie. And I've seen a lot of found footage horror yeah. movies. Yeah. It's so well Before done. we get into Beautiful. my honorable mentions, I'm just going to mention that we do have a Patreon if you want to go ahead and do that. Give us your money. Yes. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Um, we also have a YouTube and we're trying to get to 1K followers. We have about 390 now. Yay! Which is, we've follow, actually, follow. We've actually yeah. gained like 120 to 130 Almost 200 followers wow. this year. Nice. Uh, just through the interviews. It's where Thank we you. put all of our interviews, including our interview that we did today with Grace Van Patten about the new Hulu show, Tell Me Lies. About the process of getting put onto this project in particular. Yeah. I just from the initial email with the log line and kind of who was behind it, I I was instantly 
drawn to it because it reminded me of all my my favorite movies like Blue Valentine or Urban Cowboy. These these movies that really focus on on two people that are caught up kind of with each other and, may, and maybe not this, the most healthy way. And I've never really seen it done with with young people at at 18 or in college and and maybe you do but it's not a it's not diving into the to the mindset of them and it and the show takes these young people's ser- feelings so seriously which i thought was so beautiful and real and and relatable because everyone at some point in their life has has either had a relationship like this or have or has witnessed a relationship like this with a friend or a family member, you know? So I just thought it was so relatable. Now let's get to my honorable mentions before we finish this up. Uh, I had uh, my one honorable mention that I was going to definitely talk about was Saw. Saw! Saw! The original Saw. The original Saw costs um, like $600,000. Wow. $1.2 million and it made one hundred and three worldwide. Um, great film. Love the original Saw. Lee Whannell is in the original Saw, and he directed another movie that cost, it was a little more than $5 million, mm. so it didn't qualify for this list, but The Invisible Man from a few years ago. Oh, okay. It cost seven point two. It's not a great film. I don't really think it's that great. He directed The Invisible Man? He directed The Invisible Man. Does that mean he also directed Run? He directed Upgrade. Oh, Upgrade. Sorry, I get those mixed up. Yeah, okay. Upgrade. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Sorry, okay. Upgrade's incredible, but it's not a horror film, so it doesn't qualify. Right. And it cost $10 million. So it didn't qualify, but The Invisible Man from a few years ago with Elizabeth Moss, seven point two million didn't qualify for the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess now it does because Ghost Ship. Shut! I push boundaries. <laughs> Pushing your wallet, Wa- wallet boundaries. The one, the one movie I really wanted to talk about because he's got two movies that came out this year in X and Pearl is Ty West's one of his first movies. It's two thousand and eleven, The Innkeepers. Really? Yeah, I like it. I like the movie. Tell me why. <laughs> so Tell me why. Tell it's, me why. It's, it's a badly acted movie. It's very well directed, though. You what? There are a few shots in the movie as we go through it, particularly with doors. I don't know why Ty West is so good at shooting doors. The doors. Like, he's what? so good at shooting doors. doors. Yeah. Doors. I can't look that. I don't even yeah. remember that part. Um, it is a $750,000. I mean... <laughs> And he no, somehow he only <laughs> yeah, made no, seventy eight thousand no, gross mm-hmm. worldwide. Mm-hmm. Once the videos came in, the DVD sales, he made an extra million. Wow! So he made the money back on oh. DVD and Blu-ray sales. You know what's interesting though? It feels like that was the plan for that movie all along because it that feels like that's what the kind of movie it was stars. Satirizing. It stars Sarah Paxson and uh, Pat Healy, who's an enemy of the channel. Mm. Um, oh. But we're good now. We <laughs> talked it over. We're good. Um, Pat Healy directed a movie a few years ago that we gave a bad review we tagged him I don't remember we tagged him in the (laughs) review and he did not like that and then he was in Dinner in America and so at that screening at Sundance I talked to him personally and was like hey we got beef he's like no we're good now Bro, oh, wow. well, I mean, the internet is always different. I'd <laughs> love to talk to Eliza Hitman in in person though yeah Leslie uh, Eliza Hitman you suck so do your movies Eliza Hitman, you suck and so do you. Girl, movies. you said that you... Okay, so you're an independent, quote-unquote, filmmaker. You shot down an independent, quote-unquote, film reviewer who's also a woman who told you, woman a woman, you were missing things in your film and then you shot us down because we weren't on Rotten Tomatoes? What is that? Speaking of independent horror films, 
guess what's finally getting released? What? Run Sweetheart Run is finally getting released. I, I think it's because I think it's because you got to take that review down. I think it's because she reshot it. I think she re-edited it. I don't know why. Okay, so I honestly I blocked a lot of that movie out. I don't know why, but that movie I don't know why. Honestly, because I remember, I don't even remember. Okay, so here's the bad thing: I don't even remember writing the review. <laughs> but the director I, reached out to you about it. She was like, "I'm so sorry, like that. This made you feel this way because these were the experiences that I had that influenced this movie, right. and this is why this movie is so, you know, dark, and 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 you know." It is finally getting released. <sighs> that's you know, a, I'll, I'll rewatch it. October the twenty eighth. I'll, it is well, getting released. You know what? I'll rewatch it and, and re-review it, honestly, because I feel like that was an unfair review to her, mm-hmm. in all honesty, because I was very triggered. Oh, I was emotional. Hold on. Okay. They mm-hmm. reshot the film. I'll watch it again. Reshoots later took place in Los Angeles. Because she was so nice. For the eventual October 2022 Versus release. Eliza Hitman, who was like kind of an asshole. It is being I, released on Amazon Prime, too. I'll rewatch it. So why are they reshooting it? Because it got really bad reviews coming oh. out of Sundance. Okay, so okay. for me, it was just very triggering. Uh-huh. And not in the kind of way that, you know, any other movie would be triggering where right. this shows up. It just felt very personally triggering, which it was powerful through that, but it was to the point where also it was imbalanced to where it was campy in certain points. People around me, like, while I was triggered... You know, that's, this is my experience. While I was triggered <laughs> and I was going through my thing, people around me were laughing. And that's when I was just like, I need to leave the theater, but then I can't. Because I was just like paralyzed. So that was a me thing. Oh, that was a me thing. Okay. And that's the thing. You can't, it was you can't hard. control if you react to a movie that way. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Now, the great thing is if you rewatch it and like it, you can mm-hmm. go in there and edit it. Exactly. So I, I do want to do that because I feel like I owe her that. I yeah. honestly do because I feel like that was an unfair review because I, like I said, I wasn't in, you know, my frame of mind. I was in triggered. the frame of mind. I was triggered. And I was like in survival mode. Yeah. So. And definitely want to thank Shanna uh, Feste for uh, for reaching out. For reaching out kindly. Yeah. And true. and having a dialogue. For being for being that damn. For being a trooper. That damn nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> and being very very goddamn nice about it yeah. while other people were not nice to me. And, and that can happen, but. Uh, that movie, that film is being released. That was also, a tough movie. That was a tough movie. I did, while I'm talking about this, want to plug, uh, a friend of mine has a book coming out. Ooh, um, yes. Oh, I also have a book coming out. friend of the <laughs> channel, Cynthia Guadalajara, has a, 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 a book coming out, and um, I wanted to talk, uh, her name is Cynthia Guadalajara. She's a poet and teacher. He doesn't know it. And she's also Salvadorian, so I have to plug my fellow, fellow Salvi. She has a book called... Uh, Genisas, coming out in fall 2022. For uh, us whiteys, can you spell that out for us? C-E-N-I-Z-A-S. She teaches at the University of Arizona. Nice. Wait, what? Okay. C-E-N-I-Z-A-S. Got it. Cenizas is ashes, isn't it? Yep. Which I always really like that word, honestly. Cenizas? It's a good word. It's a perfect example of why Spanish is so romantic. Now, our second topic and last topic today, we're just going to recommend some horror movies because it's spooky season, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. (laughs) Gina, give us some recs, bro. You know what? I'm going to go straight to my 13 Ghosts because that's exactly what I love about it is it's gory, but it also has this weird concept that, like, you're in a glass house and Mm. these ghosts are trapped 
in these rooms? Yeah. <laughs> when by default they can go through walls? Like, what's uh, going on there? That's, a, that's not a great pitch for the movie. No? No. no. <laughs> I, think, I think that sounds fascinating. No, no. I don't want these going also, because no, I just I watched think, the new house. It doesn't house make so. sense to me oh, that they inherited <laughs> this glass house. That's what I'm saying. Like, these, like, really, really morbid ghosts that have to go with, like, a dark zodiac or whatever. Oh, shit. Um, oh. But when I first watched it, like, my grandmother loves horror movies. The gorier, the really? better. Yeah. She's, she's my, she's so, she's old, but but she loves some horror movies. So, <laughs> so this was her favorite movie of all time. Oh, hell yeah. Like, she loves 13 Ghosts. And I, awesome. I'm, uh, anybody who was not born before what when what was it made like 2000 2006 yeah. if y'all weren't born before, if you were born right after that y'all need to sit down and watch it <laughs> it's such a it is a cool ass movie honestly it, the concept yeah. just the way that the monsters were portrayed like yeah. the jackal yeah. and and like obviously the big boobied naked woman <laughs> <laughs> i just remember because it came out when i was still very conservative and like christian and i was like oh boobies i can't see them <laughs> suiting up my tie here real quick <laughs> conservative the bit uh, the bitch this bitch is Shit, not that anymore, get me some so. binoculars <laughs> i need to see no, them titties man. from here <laughs> Give me the titties because I'm not conservative anymore. So. <laughs> I love titties it. And gore. Titties and gore. Boom. Amen. Perfect. What about you, Landon? Tatters and gore. Oh my gosh. I mean, we were talking about uh, Hocus Pocus earlier, so I'm just going to throw out this. I think it's... I think it was a low budget. I mean, it seems like all of it. It don't matter the budget. You throw it out there, Landon. Ernest Scared Stupid. Hell yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pound that uh-huh. shit. Uh-huh. Hey, burn. Uh-huh. It's it's a comedy. It's so yeah. dumb. I love it. Jim Varney, though. It's so dumb. Jesus, he's I love a legend. It. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Ernest yeah. does anything is good yeah. in my book. Mm-hmm. Yep. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, catch that, and then maybe like a Goosebumps episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Or check out the Goosebumps movies. They're Are cool. you afraid of the dark? I love, love that one. Okay, yeah. the scariest episode from Are You Afraid of the Dark is the one where the pool monster is. It's like a pool. And oh my comes god! Out and yes, he's completely rusted and orange yeah. and gross, and he comes out of the little like the the, the suction parts of the pool. Like oh, he comes yeah. out of that. That's why I was out of fear of pools. It, it just it was dis- it was the worst, the huh? Tales from the Crypt is another one. <laughs> oh, Tales They're from the Crypt so is great. The, the Psycho Santa episode was my favorite. Oh. It was like, it was, it was the cheesiest setup. Of like, course. Uh, a guy escapes from the mental ward and he believes he's Santa Claus. So oh, watch yeah. out for this killer Santa Claus guy. And yeah. then literally just family just gets murdered so, by him. So while we're talking about a TV yeah. show suggestion, I will mention Eli Roth's History of Horror on Shudder. He talks about the cultural significance and history of the of horror as a genre, uh-huh. and it's direct, and it's dumb. Eli Roth, who directed Cabin Fever, mm-hmm. is the host of the show. And That's it's cool. Got two seasons. They sent us both seasons. Um, I didn't watch them yet, uh-huh. but I did watch the first three episodes of season one when it came out. Really fun. If you're a fan of horror films and you want to see the history of horror movies, yeah. great, great time. Can I borrow those? You just need Shutter. Oh, Shutter. Okay, yeah. I'll go get Shutter. Then. Yeah, it's three bucks. It's okay. three bucks a month. Not that bad at all. Yeah. Can I mention one more? Of course you can. The what is it? The Emily Rose. What is it called? The Exorcism, oh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Of Emily Rose. Yeah. That one 
That was the first so time good. I experienced that actress until I saw Dexter. Right, right. Oh, right? I didn't she she delivered. To be that good. I Whoa. could not sleep on my back oh, yeah, for yeah. years. Oh, no. I personally. Oh yeah, Jennifer Carpenter plays side. Emily Rose, right? <laughs> so that yeah. the demons couldn't step on me because I also oh. was having a severe sleep paralysis because I'm narcoleptic. Oh, and so like. I found out. Being in that uh, and watching that movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, mm-hmm. I and my my grandmother loved it. She watches it religiously <laughs> along with Thirteen Ghosts. Does um, she yell at it like in my Spanish? Mom. <laughs> she yells at it in Spanish. She loves zombie movies too. Eh, pero soy espíritu, ya. Like that, yeah. So, I need those mira lo que pasó. Like she's like, oh my god, it's ghosts. And I love it. <laughs> she's the most morbid horror movie. I love ever. that. I love her, and she's yeah. like. Almost 80. Oh my god. <laughs> she loves blood and gore. I it's love so that. strange. But I love her and I love I loved Exorcism of Emily Rose because it genuinely scared me. And anything mm-hmm. to do with possession yeah. or like children. demons and like children <laughs> laughing. Children. I got, that's Some it. of those movies though, they do a really bad job of like delivering them. Uh-huh. You know, there's yeah. a lot of exorcist movies that came out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then the Emily Rose one came out and then we started getting some really Yeah, like the exorcism movies. in Connecticut or whatever. That mm-hmm. one stinks. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Haunting in Connecticut. That's yeah. the one. Uh, that's the one. Yeah, some garbage yeah. ones out there. Really? Like, My- it's just not it's not good. Like, I like your suggestion. Trying. Both of yours have been good. What you got? Um, are we only suggesting one movie? You can just give me a few whatever, whatever okay. horror movies you want to so suggest. So I, I literally okay. So while you don't I was have to explain anything. Taking either. a pee pee in there. Uh, <laughs> I literally went this through my IMDb <laughs> list and the top couple that I have um, right now: Possession, one of my favorite horror movies of all time, nineteen eighty one, starring uh, Isabel Ajani yeah. and Sam Neill. For some reason, they both do brilliant jobs. It's love. That movie's fantastic. Fantastic film. Um, great. Performances. I can't even explain to you how like weird and gross this movie is uh-huh. because it, it has its instances, but also it's just like the little things. I love the little things when you pull them together, and you're just like, ew, that's gross. That's nasty. <laughs> just weird psychological shit going on. Hereditary, of course. Oh, it's hereditary. Oh, yeah. Who oh, doesn't yeah. like hereditary? Who doesn't? I mean, film. a lot of people, but they're wrong. Screw you. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> hereditary you're wrong. fucking rules. I love hereditary. And the story. I I heard the hype. From Hereditary, I watched it months and months after it came out because so I was like, I didn't believe the hype. I was just like, because I didn't want to be let down, you know. Right. So I was just like, you know, you know, <laughs> fuck the rest. I'll just watch it on my own. I I watched it on my laptop in like when I was all alone in my room when I was when I was living like just by myself, and I literally was watching it in the dark through my fingers. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's gonna happen? <laughs> Regret, but also the opposite of regret. It was, it's just such a rewarding horror experience. Um, like I mentioned before, the works of Robert Morgan, a lot of, if not most of his works, are up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And just, his, they're all shorts too. They're all shorts, so they're all, you know, hmm. fairly edible, mm-hmm. um, unless you can't handle seeing these gross little puppets that he makes, um, which are, are gorgeous. And you can, like, feed yourself the kind of narrative that you think that he he's trying yeah. to evoke and all that yeah. they're gorgeous that. yeah look like tool videos if that's not a sell i don't know what is <laughs> um, <laughs> and so. then um i guess uh also the medium we mentioned that i highly 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 recommend that please support um thai horror 
Thai horror is coming in clutch this year, if not the last 10 years. Although one of the worst horror films of 2019-2020 was that... Uh, no, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Impedicore. Yep. Nah, the CG blood. That is a Thai, that is a Thai horror film. <laughs> the first scene from that was a little creepy because it was about a woman who was working alone as um, as just a person who works at a stand, you uh-huh. know, who lets cars in. I can't remember what you call that. Like but, a, almost like a toll booth. Yeah, yeah, toll booth worker yeah. person. Yeah. And that was the only creepy thing about it was just the, you know, oh, yeah, that is, like, a gross, creepy job to be working. Mm-hmm. And that that was just it for me. It's funny. Um, one of my picks is from Thailand, too. Okay. Since Will's not going to mention it, the eye, um, which has that notorious, <gasps> the notorious elevator scene where you and everyone you know if you haven't been on youtube if you haven't been creeping on like the creepiest scenes ever on youtube <laughs> uh-huh. there's this woman who gets an eye transplant they literally made um what's the who starts in the remake oh jessica, jessica alba. alba jessica alba yeah yeah so yeah, they made yeah. remake with jessica alba never saw it don't really don't care it's not good don't right. care but basically <laughs> so this woman gets an eye transplant right mm-hmm. and you don't know where the origins of that eye come from but basically mm-hmm. she starts seeing some shit she starts feeling some shit so she goes into an elevator da, 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 da. i want to go home i want to go back home to my apartment where it's like safe right yeah, yeah. so she goes into the sure. elevator and there's like it's interesting how it's set up because there's cameras showing you know like security cameras like right yeah. there showing like who's in the elevator who's not there's no one there right she goes inside there's an old man inside mm. he's hovering but she's trapped in the elevator with him and he's just like does he see her does she see him Oh, well, she feels him. He's right behind her. You see him hovering closer and closer and closer. You see his feet hovering above the ground. He's oh, all no. gray, wearing this, like, gown and stuff. He's just like... Oh, hell no. Hell no. It's a very quiet scene, but, like, one of the most intense scenes that I've ever seen, just without any context, right? This is before I saw the actual movie with the movie... In, in, in its entirety, is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just that scene alone... Sells it. So, The Eye, um, which is Thai horror, fantastic. If I was to recommend any Halloween-y shows, The Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> of course. And The Nightmare. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> fantastic, fantastic. So, and uh, St. Maud. Perfect. A okay. couple of my picks connect to yours. My first pick, it has to do with eyes as well. Oculus by Mike Flanagan. Oh, Speaking yeah. of The Haunting of Hill House. Also, Mike Flanagan. Oculus was Spon- really good. Mike Flanagan been killing it he's, since the beginning. He's stellar. He's one. Of the, he's the Fantastic. best horror director right now when oh, it comes to that's major what I've horror. Been saying, yeah, he's the man. Midnight Mass, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly House, Haunting of Hush. all the houses. Hush, Hush, all the Oculus. 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 He did the all second the Ouija movie. Doctor Sleep. Second Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Doctor Sleep's incredible. He's just been killing it. Mike Flanagan's the best Period. horror director. Period. Working right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my other movie, one of my other suggestions is a Thai movie called The Pool, which is about a photographer who's shooting a music video mm-hmm. in a pool. They, they, they now empty the pool. It's his job to get into the pool and while the pool's still full so he can remove the furniture. Except he leaves his phone at the top of the pool and the, his dog is up there and the pool starts to drain. And there's also an alligator on the loose. Oh, fuck. What? So as as the pool is empty, he can't get out of the pool. So he's stuck the in the pool, pool with his phone up there, his dog up there, uh-huh. to go get. So now he can't call his girlfriend to go help him out of the pool. And now there's an alligator on the loose. Like it's a Thai movie. It's equal parts funny and horrific. 
Cool. Eraser head. Oh, David Lynch. Nah. Gotta have it. Oh, yeah. I'll throw in Firewalk with me. If that one's for you, numbers. James, because I know you're a huge David Lynch fan. You're oh, not here with us today. We miss you, James. David uh, Lynch. David Lynch. Daddy, um, daddy, daddy. Green Room, which is an A24 flick. I like Green Room because it's, it's about punk rockers. Yeah. Um, Patrick Stewart's in it. The Witch. The Witch. Okay, you can't, you can't not watch The Witch. I'm gonna watch. Incredible. The Witch. The Bubovich. The Yeah, that's a great one. Of course, Bone Tomahawk, which we mentioned earlier. Let the Right Ones In. Oh, that's The Swedish movie is great. I haven't watched the remake. Um, Don't. Okay. Don't. That one's on, I think that one's on Netflix, is it? Yeah. The remake is. It Follows. I like It Follows. We actually just recently rewatched that. It's a very suspenseful film. I very much like that movie a lot. Yeah, gorgeous there's a lot of different ones. Last House on the Left. I haven't seen that one. It's it's a rape revenge thriller, so is it's kind of... Is it better than Nice Spit on Your Grave? Uh, yeah, it's about the same. Uh, okay. It's about the same. Not much difference. Yeah, there's okay. really well, not. Well, then in that case, I would just say watch the last 10 minutes of the I Spit on Your Grave remake. They're, that's all you need. Yeah, they're interchangeable. <laughs> um, Blair Witch Project, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I, I just do. I was surprised you didn't mention that one before me. Yeah. So I put it on my list, but it's, I put actually... It's so good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, since it is spooky season, Halloween 1978. Yes. yes. Gotta got yes. have it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. That one is also incredibly good. Some angst. Yeah. Angst. I was just going to say, to go with your pick of possession, mm-hmm. angst is another very good European horror film from the 80s. Yeah, which you recommended to me, and I actually watched it. Huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go a ridiculous 80s slasher, just great maniac cop. Ba- basket case as well. Yes. Basket case? I was holding back from that one because I thought you, I thought everyone was going to chastise me for that No, one. basket case is stupid and it's terrible, but I love it. Case, one through three. One through three. There are three basket cases and I still don't know why. They're still all great. They're so good. They're, they're terrible, but they're amazing. No, but they're all fantastic, and the puppetry is so cute. The first one's the best, just for the voiceover moments. Which one? Don't worry, honey. Yeah. <laughs> just meet me tomorrow. No, she like screams, and this lady's just like. It's just so bad, dude. Like, what the hell? The first one was a little lost bad? on me. But... And then, um, has anybody seen "My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To"? No. There you go. Sounds what like a. That? That's a title. Sounds like a, an emo song. Sounds yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's it sounds it's, like an emo movie. It's 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 not. Patrick Fugit right? is in it. Is Pat- he really? Yeah. It's directed oh, by. Got- it's directed by Jonathan Cuartas, and it's uh it's that's it's go watch it. I My heart love. can't beat unless, unless you tell it to. Okay. 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 Patrick Fugit. Okay. He's. Love <laughs> girl. <laughs> and then little fish. Little fish. I love this movie. Little it is fish. a horror romance. It's about a man who's slowly losing his eyesight, mm. and um, his wife, and who's played by um, Olivia Cook. Oh, from oh. another great horror show, Base Motel. Oh, yeah. Nice. Wait, um, what else was she in? Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Okay, so she was also in Thoroughbreds. Yes. Okay. She was also <laughs> in Thoroughbreds. Which um, she's great in all. She's of great in all these things, and she's in that new House of Dragon show, which I haven't seen yet. yet. Oh, it's the dra- look the her. House of the uh, she's Game of Thrones spinoff. Fantastic, fantastic actress. Yeah. Um, this movie, basically, her husband's losing his eyesight, her husband's played by Jack O'Connell, and mm. they come to the realization that there is a process that can get done to save them, and 
The thing is, he's going to slowly die if they don't do this process, but the process could kill him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Interesting. So they have to make a decision. It came out last year. Oh, uh-huh. wait. Well, what's and it's it one of my favorite. Little Fish. It's one of my favorite films from last year that nobody saw. Interesting. Okay. I think I mentioned it a few podcasts ago, too. Interesting. Little Fish. You didn't watch it in 2005. No, it's 2020, 2021. Okay. Oh, I don't think that. I love Olivia Cook. She's a great actress. There it is. Very good actress. Uh, I'm also going to throw in. Um, the Eyes of My Mother. Good one. I was going to mention that, that's but I didn't. Yeah. Also, yeah. That's a good it's one. Like, we watched that on the projector. That shit was good. It's just some movie. That's some shit girl on who's... How do you even describe this movie, actually? Uh, you can't eloquently describe this movie without giving it away. <laughs> it's okay, so... You have to watch it in the darkness. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. It's a gorgeous Enjoy. movie, black and white. Um, yeah. And then the Black Coat's daughter, which I also know. Love about. that one. Okay, good. I'm not the only one. Love that one. Love Black Coat's daughter. It's like... a weird ass movie, but I like it. I um, I t- get it. What's I... it? Kieran Sli- Kieran Slipka and uh, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts Slipka's in it. Yeah. I really yeah, like yeah, yeah. her. Yeah, she's really good at it. Yeah. Okay, does she look like? Who does she look like? She looks like Hermione Granger. She looks like <laughs> like Emma Watson. <laughs> Emma Watson. She looks like Emma Watson. A little yeah. bit. Like, a little bit. I'm surprised she's face. not British. Yeah. Yeah. Her face. <laughs> oh, and we didn't even mention, and I'll mention it because it's one of the, one of the best horror movies ever made. Scream. Oh, there you go. The original, not the fourth one. I haven't seen the fourth one. It's not good. Um, but I mean, good for Jenny Orte- Jenna Ortega, yeah. though, uh, aka the new Wednesday Adams. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll see how that is. Uh, yeah, and then check out uh, the the sadness, obviously. Uh, yeah, the sadness is pretty good if you just want to go for you know your your everyday average I'm, twenty day twenty eight days twenty eight weeks um, crazies kind of. I'm gonna give a suggestion. I know James would have given because he just reviewed the movie and he he liked the movie so much that he went back and he watched it even though it came out in April and he still did the review. And it's been on HBO Max for three months, and it's called We're All Going to the World's Fair. I have not heard Premiered of that. Premiered at Sundance. We're all going to the... That's We're all a going horror? To the World's yes, it is. Okay. And it's about a uh, uh, 20-somethings who have to deal with, like, the modern sensibilities of viral videos and mm-hmm. TikTok and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's... The poster is pretty. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, to contribute to that, I guess, in that sense, Cam. Um, I love Cam. I love, we love Cam, everyone else hates it. <laughs> I, I like the movie Apparently. A lot. I saw it at Fantasia. I don't think people get it, honestly. I'm going to be that person who's like, you don't get it. No, yeah. The girls who get it, get it. Um, and also, uh, That's me, I'm the girls, girls that get it. I'm sorry, I'm still on this. <laughs> oh my god. Do they not look yeah, alike? No, yeah. now that, oh my god. It's yeah. me. It's me, it's me. I'm girls. <laughs> it's me, I'm girls. Um, and also to throw into that, uh, since we were also on the found footage roll, of course, whenever we talk about horror, there's always going to be found footage in there. Gangjum, um, Haunted yeah. Asylum, which is a really good Japanese? modern, uh, no, I, I don't think it is. Mm. Here, let me, I think it's Korean, actually. I was going to say, it sounds either Korean or Japanese. Yeah, those, mm. those fucking Koreans know what they they're doing. They be banging on the movies. They're man. always oh, yeah. banging, which I'm very excited to see the new, um, is it Park Jong, mm. Park, Park Jong, yeah, uh, distinction, whatever. Yeah, I've heard it's great. By the way, um, what is it? I can't even freaking remember the title of yeah, it. But I've yeah, heard it's, it's, been, it's being advertised. Okay, so Gangjum Haunted Asylum is and 
before we finish that, we are going to be sign. Uh, Gina's going to be signing off. So Gina, yeah. say bye to all the people. Bye, everyone. Y'all want to follow me on TikTok? It's Doctor Dot Chiquita Janita, and I'm over and out. Peace. Love you. That was corny. Oh, <laughs> uh, how do you feel every episode? How do you think I feel every episode? I'm just like, oh. I don't know what to do with my hands. Here's my sign out. Um, yeah. Love you, uh, girl. Also, I'm just gonna recommend my two favorite horror movies while you're doing that, and that's The Fly by Cronenberg and The Thing. Yum yum yum. Oh, yum 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 yum. Yeah. The Thing. The Thing. Not the original 1950s The Thing. From Outer Space, the to, remake from the 80s with Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum. Which, yeah. And not the remake after that with Gold Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Goldblum. Goldblum. They didn't have the Goldblum. That's why it's Goldblum. Gotta have all the Goldblum. Absolutely delicious. Absolutely delectable. That's my horrible Jeff Goldblum. What we, uh, what you guys failed to realize is that, uh, we are uh, completely scrum diddly umptious. Completely uh, delightful. Uh, it's, it's, go to apartments.com. Uh, uh, go to apartments.com. Uh, it's absolutely delicious. Oh my god, did you guys see Did you guys see Jeff Goldblum though on that one show? It was this old HBO kid show, Fairy Tales or something like that. Oh, and Death Becomes Her. And The Crow. The Crow! We were, just talk, we were actually just Crow. talking about yeah. the crow today and talking about Brandon. And um, there's this snippet that I saw off of uh, Cursed Films 2, which is on Shudder. Them talking about the crow and talking about how when they were finishing up the movie after Brandon had passed, tragically, they made a mask of Brandon's face and put it on his stunt double and talking basically, about, yeah, exactly. Like, my thoughts has got Gina's mouth is hanging. <laughs> Mine too, because basically they had to work with Brandon's face on someone else's face, uh, his stunt double's face, and it felt wrong, and it was weird, and everyone just felt off of it. Which is it. great, because that's another suggestion, eyes without a face. Your eyes without a face. <laughs> the 1960 horror film available on HBO. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It's very frightening. I still need to see it. So those are some good picks. It's a great, great picks. Not but even scratching the no, surface, let's, honestly. No, there's so there's I mean, a, just scratching. There's a huge iceberg you could fall down. or Oh, we should make an, or a film snobs iceberg. Yeah, that would be good. Oh, that... Yeah. Um, you know what's already at the top of the iceberg? It's Eternal Sunshine. There you go. Top well, it depends on the kind of iceberg that we're coming out with. True. How many times we've mentioned the show? Uh, the movie, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, we're going to sign off for this month. This has been William from Film Snob Reviews. And, of course, with me today, my guest, Lennon. Hello. Say what's up. Tell everybody where you're at. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll have you pleasure. anytime. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you can find me on <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram. I love it. Uh, Landon Rob Munoz. Uh, yeah, I do acting and stuff, and singing and music and, <laughs> and modeling fun stuff. He does yeah. everything. He's also a fantastic we artist. Do modeling and art. Together. He's a multi-hyphenate talent, ladies and He's gentlemen. Gorgeous. Book he, him now. The best facial hair in the game. Um, Second best. I'm mine is slightly better. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> definitely have better hair. Uh, oh yeah, facial Jesus. Hair. He also looks like Jesus. So yeah, you're so, free to worship. Yeah, Passion of the Christ uh, two. The sequel. <laughs> if Jim Caviezel's not busy. Christ, Origins. Listen, they need to. The sequel takes place after Easter, obviously. <laughs>
There's a sequel? The rolling of no, there Are y'all shitting me? No, there will be now. Cause... Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> and then, of course, with me is my co-host, Shay Simone. Tell everybody where they can what's find you. What's up? What's up? So, you can find me on Instagram. That's what I'm primarily on. Limina. That's like liminal, but without the L. Limina underscore 1999. You can find all my work there. I work as a comic book artist, but right now I'm a cigar hostess at Paris and Valleys in Vegas. Get me out of here. I hate it. And uh, also, I'm coming out with a book soon, which is going to be published in November. So I'll be talking about that next podcast. So um, wait up for that. And don't follow her on Facebook because she hates you. I'll kill you. I'll murder don't you. On don't go. Don't go on my Facebook. I'll kill you. Don't message me. Don't. Just don't go there. Okay. And of course, this has been William from Film Snob Reviews. Of course, follow me everywhere at Film Snob Reviews or my personal Twitter, Will W I L L. Aguizabal, E-G-U-I-Z-A-B-A-L. Um, and, of course, follow us on all those socials. It's Film Snob Reviews. If you're not doing it, you're missing out on all the fun crap that we do. All Dude, the crazy shit that we talk about. What are you doing about. with what? your life? What are you, what are you even doing And right you better now? get on YouTube and follow us and subscribe. I'm back, bitches. You better follow all of us. <laughs> <laughs> get it done, you bunch of fucking losers. Oh and have a great day, guys. And, and, and happy Halloween to all happy you snobs Happy fucking Halloween. Tis the most wonderful time of the year. Fuck Christmas. Fuck Christmas. We love you. And with that, we say goodbye. Fuck Christmas. Bye. Fuck Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh.